Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and boy, this show is really trying to make me like cops and ex-cops <laughs> the last couple episodes. Uh, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hey, I'm here. And we've got our buddy Lucas back. Huh, there's only three of us. It's almost like someone shrunk the Teenagers with Attitude crew <laughs> down to three. Strange. Very that's strange. Not, that's okay. not how shrinking works, it's a really. Different, it's a different use of the term shrink. <laughs> okay, it's a sure. It's a God, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking get into it. Um, what what are we going to get into, Mike? Well, uh, okay, but well, I was going to say, so this is going to totally seem like a totally innocuous, du- normal co- episode of Power Rangers with nothing <laughs> yeah, see, see, this in is, it at all? This is why I was afraid to get into it, but like, this is nothing to do with King stuff. This is a, a structural episode thing. This is a two-parter that's supposedly a shrinking story. It's like the last thing that happens in part one. It's like it a is. cliffhanger. It is. It's it's so not like part of the episode. I I watched it. Uh, I watched the episode last night, and I finished it. And then when you asked Lucas if he could be on in our chat, and you were like, "It's called shrinking," or it's called. Honey, I shrunk the Rangers, and I was like, "It is all oh, right. I guess they do get shrunk at the end." <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, like and, and, and completely, like completely setting aside all my whole shit. Like just completely saying that aside because I know we're gonna like I'm gonna get dunked on. I already have. It's gonna keep happening. I'm but waiting. Like, I, 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 like, I will dunk on you if the opportunity arises. That's correct. Structurally, <laughs> this is really fucking weird. It's it's kind of like, it, it actually uh, reminds me of uh, the episode before King for a Day. With like the the cliffhanger for Tommy going into the Coliseum is right at the end. Oh right, yeah, okay. Except sure. that was named a different episode. That wasn't called King for a Day Part One. That it was like, right? Yeah, and this is yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, like, we meet the monster. What does it? Like, they're the monster for oh, the whole they're episode. The monster for the whole episode, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but just a bunch of other shit happens first. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what's weird to me is that like we've had episodes before that end on that cliffhanger with like, oh, the Rangers are in danger. Watch next week and find out how they get out of it. But there's just something about this episode that like it feels like the whole thing just flies right by and it's like, and they're shrunk. Okay, that was the episode. And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> flies right by because because oh, they get turned into flies. Actually, that's, a, fl- that's another fucking thing we'll, we'll get into. Like we only get hints of it at the end of this episode. It's mostly in the next one. They don't just shrink. They're turning into flies. Yeah, yeah that, that was a weird curveball to throw at the end. <laughs> For sure. So that's the episode we're going to talk about. Before we do that, though, we have a couple things we have to get off, off the table. Uh, oh. First, some oh, things. What's, what's, uh, what's, what's the segment? Oh, Jesus, Mike. Uh, why don't you type it out for me, and then and then I'm going to ask Lucas a question, and then I'll do that after. Okay? okay. How about that? Sure. All right. Lucas, I have a question for you. Oh, really? What's up, buddy? Have any Power Rangers-related things happened to you since the last time you were on the show? Huh, that's such an unexpected question for you to ask me, Zach. <laughs> I'm honestly kind of offended you would just ask me that kind of question out of the blue. Well, um, was too personal? A little bit, no. Uh, <laughs> honestly, not much. The biggest thing is the Power Morphicon got postponed, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's not just to me. That's, like, you know, a general... With what did what did Mike just type in the chat? Is that what oh, you guys are? Is that what you guys are doing now? <laughs> yeah, that's what the new thing is called. Don't worry about okay, it. Continue great. your story. <laughs> no, it's not much of a story. Just the the uh, convention got postponed, and as people who listen to this show may or may not remember, I usually have been making an attempt to go the past few years. I mean, it's only over two years, but uh, so that's kind of a bummer. But you know, it makes sense because a lot of things are happening in the world that are yeah scary. It- it's something that's been tough because, like, there's obviously so much, like, I don't want to drag it down too bad, but there's, like, serious bad problems that have come with this. But it's still hard when you're like, oh, man, I, like, saved up a bunch of money and, like, put a lot of emotional investment in this concert or, like, this con or whatever, and then it I just don't get to go. It still well, it's like all of this, all this horrible shit is going on in the world, and then on top of that, all the things right. you might do for fun are also canceled and it feels like the world is kicking you while you're down yeah exactly i'm gonna make a way too specific simile to my life which is this is that (laughs) one time i got my got my car got ran into in the parking lot of a panera bread and uh and i was just like oh god great now i gotta deal with this and so i took the guy's information or whatever and it was fine and then i was all miffed because i had to go through the process of getting my car repaired and then i got home and then i realized the panera bread had given me the wrong soup and so in that moment i was like this isn't what i should be mad about but it really (laughs) feels like it's just like a little extra like hey the today sucks kind of i i totaled my car and uh it was on the way back from the grocery store so, oh. like, the thing I was thinking was not, oh, my God, I totaled my car. It was, motherfucker, I have to go to the grocery store again. <laughs> I have to go a second time and get all the same things. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, so, um, I guess leaning into that, uh, you know, into the horrible shit that's going on, A, hang in there, everybody. We hope you're mm-hmm. staying safe and and trying to, to hang in there. We know it's tough. Um one of the things that I wanted to talk about today. Okay, fine. I'll say the damn thing. Okay, here's our news segment. It's called Turborfect Newsio Minimal. There it is. Yep. Mike, 
Are you happy now? I sure am. Good, great. I'm glad you're happy. No one else is. <laughs> if there's one thing I will give credit to Mike as a podcaster is that he is committed to his bits and he will never <laughs> let them die. And it's honestly yep. an, such an admirable trait. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I got two little news things I want to go through. One is sort of related to the COVID stuff. Uh, if you've been watching any kind of inter- entertainment news, I'm sure you've noticed uh, that uh, as with everybody, older people are more uh, susceptible to COVID. That includes older celebrities and actors. Um, unfortunately, uh, actor Bruce Allpress, who played Master Fant in uh, uh, Jungle Fury, Power Rangers Jungle Fury, uh, has passed away due mm. to COVID complications. Um, I kn- it happened a couple of weeks ago, but Mike held off because none of them had seen Jungle Fury. He wasn't a major character, but he's in like, I don't know, like five or six episodes. He's one yeah. of the spirit, spirit rangers who are cool. They're, uh, uh, he's, hees kind of one of the spirit. It's never really, well, this, it's, they're technically not in the suits. The spirit rangers are weird because it's like, um, what's the Gundam uh, uh, season <laughs> where they like do know. the moves and then the, and then the Gundam does it. G Gundam, I think. Sure, buddy. I have no earthy idea. Wrong uh, crowd. They do the moves and then the Gundam does it. Oh, also, I guess that's how the Alien Ranger uh, robots worked. Anyway, point is. <laughs> also, yeah, you nailed it. It's nailed G Gundam. It. Yeah, thank you, G Gundam. Uh, that's basically how the, the, the Spirit Rangers worked. So they would like do the move and then the Ranger suit would do it. Uh, it was weird. I think those are only American also. Yes. Well, yes, they were the, uh, they were made exclusively for Power Rangers. They're not from, uh, yeah. oh, what is the freaking Jungle Fury Sentai called? Geki Jungle Ranger. Fury Sentai. Geki Ranger, Geki yeah. Ranger. Um, but yeah, big bummer. Um, Jungle Fury is one of my favorite seasons. I think it's very under, overlooked and, uh, it's, yeah. It's a great season. It's one of my favorites. I think me and Simon have talked about it a lot. Um, and those are cool characters. And I, if I recall correctly, he was great. So that's yeah. a bummer. He was 89. Uh, that's sad. So, uh, thoughts to him. Everybody yeah. again, stay safe. And I guess just uh, to avoid confusion, that was the thing for the last two weeks I've been alluding to happened, but. No one on any of those episodes felt qualified to talk about because none of us had seen the season he was from. Yeah, it's cool. No big deal. It's it's a bummer. Uh, so thoughts with his family. But we do have some uh, like new beginning type news in Power Rangers also. Ooh. We had heard some rumors a while ago. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but Austin St. John basically said that uh, the reason he came back uh, for an anniversary episode was because... Um, uh, his buddy Jonathan Zatcher, I think. No, I I can't remember. One the producer who had been the showrunner for Power Rangers for a long time was leaving, and so he basically came back to to wish him you know farewell, etc. Well, uh, Simon Bennett, who is a uh longtime showrunner and producer of New Zealand TV. Uh, has announced that he is going to be the showrunner and executive producer of Power Rangers heading forward. Um, he uh, is a guy who has been working in New Zealand TV uh, since 2006. Uh, and notably, he has done three different shows that all lasted over 100 episodes, uh, mm. which is interesting because a lot of pro- uh, producers and executive producers just do like a bunch of different projects. Um, he seems to specialize in working with the same thing for a long time, uh, which seems like it'd be a good, uh, 
good fit for Power Rangers. He's done um, a soap opera called Shortland Street. He was the producer for 288 episodes. Uh, he has done a show called The Almighty Johnsons, which was a TV show in New Zealand where a bunch of New Zealanders are uh, turn out to be reincarnated Norse gods, which I have to check out now that I know it exists. That, that uh, sounds like that could be a Power Rangers season, is the funny thing. Uh, and, um, Outrageous Fortune, which is like a, another type of, uh, uh, soap opera type stuff. So he's done some, some soap operas. He's done, uh, a little bit of, uh, fantastical stuff. Um, and he, uh, was interviewed about it and said, uh, so I'm executive producer, showrunner for Power Rangers, the U.S. kids superhero show that's been keeping a lot of New Zealand film crew in work for a number of years. I'm excited to work with New Zealand writers developing the scripts, and I'm looking forward to casting local actors in the next season, a fair few of whom are likely to be. Uh, and then there is the, the name of a uh, uh, film school in New Zealand that I believe is... Uh, uh, an indigenous word, and I'm not going to try to say it, but yeah, so he's basically excited to work with New Zealand actors. There was a weird pushback on Twitter to that quote, even though New Zealand actors have been Power Rangers for like a good 15 years now, at least, yeah. which, so yeah, I don't know what that's They've super been about. working in New Zealand for financial reasons for forever at this point. That's not yeah, going to change. it's just, you know, listen, if anything gets announced about Power Rangers, there's going to be some part of the Power Rangers fandom that's going to explode Twitter being mad about it. Um, yeah. and I'm, sh and I'm sure like, it was just like, he's saying like, you know, freaking they hire some people from New Zealand, but they do hire uh, in America too. Not that it matters. If you're a good actor, you get the job. But, I'm like, sure they're not only going to have New Zealand people. That yeah. would be silly, but mm -hmm. yeah. So especially when some of the New Zealand people they've hired in the past are bad at hiding their accents. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you watch Dino Charge, right? Lucas? Yes. It was so weird that they were like, one of you gets to be New Zealand <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> you the rest get to of be you, New Zealand. The rest of you have to fake it, but it's okay that you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah, I think it was, I mean, yeah, him. Do, do you think maybe like, it was because they, they, maybe they liked the actor, but he couldn't fake his accents. So we were just like, it's possible. okay, let's it's just possible. change the script a little bit. Did, it, did they, Xander from Mystic Forest, didn't they say he was straight up New Zealand? Or was he hiding it? I want to say he says he like comes from he he's like from out of the country or whatever. Yeah. But they I don't know that they specifically say it. Yeah, um, I don't really care. It doesn't no, matter. it doesn't. No, like, of course it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they do still try to say that it's. I mean, I guess like again, it's easy to forget because we're us that this is a show for small children and small children are easy to to pretend that it's the US and I so I guess it's just not that big a deal. But also I don't think it would really be that that crazy if they were just like, oh by the way, this uh this episode, our season of Power Rangers is set in New Zealand. Suck it. Like I mean just, yeah they it's forget, fine. They forget went to New Zealand and Dino Charge and it was like yeah, they did. a big yep. deal. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that episode's hysterical because it's basically just a New Zealand like a Chamber of Commerce New Zealand ad for twenty two minutes. I mean, hey, listen, we we've, we've done a, New Zealand has done a lot for Power Rangers at this point. The Power Rangers can do a little for them. Uh, so yeah, so that's cool. I, I um, you know, Power Rangers has had so many directors and showrunners and stuff, but like 
The executive producer role is often a very, very long uh, run. Like uh, there haven't been that many over the 30 years. I, I don't do not have a list, but I know that uh, like Jonathan Zatcher was there for like 15 years or something like that. So like it's uh, it, it's cool to have a new it, for it, so Twitter briefly was like there were rumors going around that Power Rangers was about to get canceled. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Hasbro just bought it for like a hundred billion dollars or whatever. Yeah. Was. <laughs> that would be People complete- have been saying that for years. Even if Nickelodeon wasn't interested in continuing the property, Hasbro would find somewhere mm-hmm. else right. to they, put they it. They sunk so much money into it. They set up this uh, movie, all this stuff. Like, so it also sort of makes sense to go like, well, let's also, you know, set up our own creative people and, and keep going that way. So it's cool. I mean, I've been enjoying Beast, uh, Beast Morphers a fair bit. Um, it's, I still don't think it's quite as good as Dino Charge, but it's pretty good. I, I think, I think, um, I think it's gonna be really interesting that we're bringing straight up new blood into Power Rangers. Cause I feel like, like you're saying, like it's changed a lot of creative hands over the years, but very rarely has that ever been someone who hasn't like worked on Power That's Rangers a good in the past. point. A like, lot of times it comes comes from like within the company or, or within the project. So yes, so I think I think straight up bringing in somebody new is going to be really interesting. And like like you said, I think Beast Morphers is doing a, a fine job being a season of Power Rangers. Um, but I'm I, it's definitely very interesting to me what's going to come uh, after it because with uh, the uh, Ryu Soldier adaptation because right I because. Think- I think it's going to be the first one that from the jump was Hasbro. Right. I I think, I think Beast Morphers is kind of like, uh, what Wild Force was in the past where Wild Force was like started by Saban, but then Disney picked it up. And so like, it still feels super like a Saban show. And then Disney like started doing its own thing with Ninja Storm. So I really think Beast Morphers is going to be like kind of, it's kind of a transition season. Not to say that's not like I'm saying anything bad about it. I just think if you like looking at the grand scheme of things, I think what they do next is really going to be interesting yeah yeah i feel like a lot of these staff changes that we're hearing about because we have been hearing about a few of them i feel like part of it is hasbro maybe would like a clean break to kind of make it their own thing yeah it's it's a thing that happens a lot of times when franchises change hands uh be it sports franchises or or entertainment franchises and it's always kind of a bummer because good people lose their jobs and stuff like that but um, you know, hopefully it means they're realigning for a better, uh, a thing that they are, want to put more, uh, stuff behind basically. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see. Yep. I don't think it's going to be interesting to watch where we go from here. I mean, listen, Dino Knights, I'm, I'm ready. I'll do it. I'm excited. Is that the actual name or do we still no, just they not have a they proper haven't given it a name. That's just what fans are calling it. Fans are okay. calling them that because they're dinosaur themed knights. It's, I mean, it's fine. I don't know what they'll call it, but. It works for now as a placeholder. It's going to be really funny if that's what they end up calling it. But you know. I don't. I don't think they would just because of how like meme worthy that that's gotten and already. Although whatever it is, I hope it's not to get into this whole thing. I hope it's a better title than Beast Morphers because I still think as much as I like the show, I think that that is a weird name. Beast for- Morphers is so weird because um, I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, the only Sentai I've watched all of is um, oh my god. <laughs> what is the beast beast morpher sentai? <laughs> uh, go, busters. Go, go busters, yeah. Go busters, thank you. It's go busters. And the animal part is like so minor in that show. Like it's not really part of the theme. So 
it's it's always been sort of weird that they were like, oh yeah, beast beast DNA. It's like okay, fine, whatever, I guess. <laughs> Was wasn't the animal shit a component in there? Like the 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 main dude got afraid when he saw chickens or something. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, in in Beast Morphers, it is. I'm saying in the Sentai, it's based on the animal theme is like very very minor. So the fact that that's that's like what they pushed and called it is just weird to me. But whatever, you got to focus on something, I guess. I just dislike it because uh, the Morpher, like when you're saying the title, like putting Morpher in the title of the show and like thereby the team name is so unwieldy. Like it's like Beast Morpher Red. Like it just doesn't flow well, yeah, you know. That's fair. Which I have the same that's problem fair. with in about in space because I have it's. I, I, I'm, I'm doing this now. Um, in space, it doesn't make any sense what the team is called because they they say like Red Space Ranger or whatever, but they never say we're the in space Power Rangers. Question. I mark? guess they're just the Space Rangers. It, but yeah, you're, yeah I it's agree. weird. So in my very limited experience with Toku, I feel like that's just kind of a thing Toei does is to have a secondary theme that unifies everything and just kind of doesn't comment on it. Like Juoger has that whole cube thing, and like. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that, like, like people don't really call attention to the fact much that the animal world is full of cubes no. and the Zorja yeah. is just cubes everywhere. Uh, Common Rider Ghost, which is the uh, the only Common Rider season I finished, uh, has like a big hip hop thing in the background, but like its its main focus is on like Buddhist mysticism and like historical figures and like opening yeah. your third eye and shit. But also like it's just all the all of his suits are just hoods and his hoodies yeah his belt wraps because it's <laughs> yeah. hip-hop themed so yeah sure yeah fair they always have like tr- tr- three themes or four themes or something but anyway so yeah, yeah i'm excited to see what they do with uh with the uh real soldier so um anyway let us move on to the episode this is uh season one episode 16 honey i shrank the rangers part one of power rangers turbo and we open and look it's the mayor guys i'm pretty sure that's the same actress as as it was last time i'm almost positive yeah no it is i i looked it up okay this is according to ranger wiki den of lies grain of salt um but (laughs) i think den of lies is a little strong yeah, this is. Oh no, it's it's what we've been calling them from the beginning, and we'll never stop. No, I know. Uh, we, whenever we say something from Ranger Wiki, we're always like, "Yeah, so you know, you know." But I think just like it's a den of lies. No, it's we've had, like, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but what I was gonna say is this is the same uncredited actress uh, who played the mayor in the Brick Bully episode back in season three, and in the fake out not season finale Doomsday all the way back in season one. Yes. Yep. 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 Oh, really? That. From that far back? Wow. Yeah, so she is, again, I don't know if there's been another person who's popped up to play the mayor at some point, um, but yeah, this this lady has pretty consi- I I assume she's an uncredited actress, but they kept bringing her back, so maybe she's just a member of the staff? Could be. They, they always like have around, because some, sometimes yeah. that happens, but I don't know. That's really so, cool, though. I like that. So she is uh, giving a speech. It's some kind of cleanup day. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, this is it's it's back to that good old fashioned uh, Power Rangers kind of Earth Day. We gotta go to the park and pick up litter, and there's so much fucking litter to pick up, you guys. Uh, yes. We gotta get teams. We're gonna clean up the city. Oh yeah! Apparently, the the residents of Angel Grove are just horrible litter bugs. Yeah. Well, this it's this is weird to see through the lens, and and this is another. Uh, 
this is a one-two punch of going back and looking at this in, as an adult and going back and looking at it as a hyper-political leftist, uh, you know, fucking asshole who spends too much time on Twitter. Um, but to look at just the sheer volume of garbage that they have to throw on the ground to make it look like, yes, this is what the problem is with the environment. It's all the trash that people are throwing on the sidewalk. It's it's all on the individual, that whole thing. And, like, I, I won't go on the whole spiel, but, like... This is a very 90s thing of just like, go pick up litter. That'll solve the problem. Yeah. So um, in any case, the uh, we've got this this pickup day or whatever. Um, everybody's excited to, to get out there and clean up some litter. I would um, say too excited. A little <laughs> bit. Well, here's the thing. They're all in teams uh, that we find out. Like each of the rangers has like a team of children with them. Uh, each of the actual teenager rangers each have their own theme, uh, their own team. Justin is on Adam's team, uh, and the idea is that whatever team gathers the most trash, so it's actually like who gets the most garbage and brings it back to the gym and juice bar because that's where you know all of this is going to end up. Because where else would it go? Um, is going to win prize money for the charity of their choice, right? And what's weird is Adam's team apparently hasn't necessarily settled on what their thing's going to be, because there's going to be some discussion of like, well, yeah, well, me and Carlos, we want to build a new soccer park, but Ashley wants it to be like a training ground for cheerleaders, and it's like, couldn't you do both? And also, aren't y'all at the high school? Y'all have a field. Well, I don't don't know. Maybe they want something for the little kids. Well, the other thing is, like... So here's another question. All the Power Rangers are graduated. They're mm-hmm. not in high school. Right. Uh, but they still – and that's fine. It's, I'm not saying you, like, stop doing, you know, good works when you quit high school. But they are, like, ha- doing a lot of high school stuff still and also hanging out with children a lot. And I don't know. It's a little weird, but whatever. I guess it's well, fine. Well, is this yeah. technically if, – if they just graduated, is this technically their summer vacation? You know, it's a good question. They're all working, though. Like, uh, yeah, they all I'm got pretty... jobs straight out of high school. Like, none of them are going to college. None of them are taking a break. Yeah, but they're all working. Yeah, some. I guess. I guess maybe Aisha or not Aisha. Sorry, Tanya said that that was an internship at the Who's radio Aisha? station. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, I, I am noticing like kind of the the goofy pomp and circumstance of like the mayor walks up to the podium holding a broom, pantomiming, cleaning up the park, and there's these two ladies like crashing trash can lids like symbols oh, as yeah, she walks up to the that. podium. That funny. It, it it's 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 cute. On the one hand, it's kind of realistically the kind of goofy schmaltz you'd get out of a small town ceremony but also like angel grove isn't the small town no it's supposed to be a a pretty big city uh but yeah so adam and uh adam and justin are picking up trash wait hang Uh, on the 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 craziest part about this scene to me is that so the mayor gives her speech or whatever and then uh tommy and adam try to like talk a little bit before they go and then there's two there's a child just pulling yes. tommy like and like someone's pulling adam too i was like why is everyone so excited to clean up stuff with adam and they tommy they want to win that, they want to win that prize but yeah that is cute there's a little kid who like drags tommy away and it's cute yeah um so yeah they're picking up trash and well, what's then- weird is they're not just cleaning up the park they're running around the entire 
entire city gathering garbage. Like, we see Justin Adam loading trash bags into a pickup truck, and they're in, like, a suburban neighborhood somewhere. And and, uh, as you pointed out, there's, like, loose garbage everywhere. It's wild. I don't Mm -hmm. know what happened. It's It kind of looks like they're picking up debris. Like, maybe there was a hurricane that we didn't see. This is the kind of shit, like, I had a flashback to... That season one uh, environmental episode where Trini had everybody clean up the park and they all had like matching jeans and 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 t-shirts does, and shit. Yeah, it does feel very similar. To and that. just I mean, just like you could tell that like the, the the prop department just bought a bunch of newspapers and then crumpled the pages oh, yeah. and just tossed them around and there's just a sheet of mm-hmm. trash covering this this field. Right. Um. So. Balkan scholar there with uh with Justin and Adam because why wouldn't they be? I cannot um, explain to you what my brain did when I saw the camera panning and then it was at monkeys because I was like, what? Uh? Huh? Oh, yeah, that's a thing that happens, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. this is wild. Uh, so it's been a while since I watched part two. I only rewatched part one for this. Um, but like. Doesn't this two-parter end with them becoming human again? Oh, does it? Yeah, I think yes, it does because but that's also <laughs> they can they be go, invisible. They Isn't it only going to happen for like two, three episodes? Like not very long at all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Balkans. So that so you had your fun. Oh, right, Balkans color monkeys. I guess for some reason, which is always you know what, it's a good, good that. It, Sometime soon, we're gonna we're gonna be able to stop explaining what the fuck is going on with Bulk and Skull in case anybody's jumping into the episode. Yeah, because I, uh, I and like I get it. Like if you're actually following along with us and listening to every episode of the podcast or watching every episode of the show along with us, you know, because some folks do that and we appreciate it. Like if you're not doing that though, it's very weird when we talk about these chimpanzees or we just start talking about Bulk and Skull talking about like. You know, their schemes to turn into humans, and it's like, what? Right. So, as always, Bulk has a completely wild logic leap <laughs> to get them to become humans again, which is that if they pick up the most trash, everyone will know that they're humans. I don't know what you're talking um, about, Zach. That's bulletproof. Have you all seen Happy Feet? Yes, of course. No. Uh, ha- in Happy Feet, the... The part of the plot is that the the penguin dances so good mm-hmm. that humans realize that they must be sentient, so they stop <laughs> fishing. <laughs> that that's, is a part of that movie, huh? That's the level of, like, logically we're talking about here. Because they're just like, yeah, if we get the most trash, then everyone will know we're humans. And then they'll go get the Power Rangers who can change us back into humans. Okay, here we go. Break. Well, <laughs> like, great what's- job. What's great is the logic is always if we do this thing that chimpanzees shouldn't be able to do, people will notice that something's up and the Power Rangers will figure out, oh, these are secretly people who've been changed into monkeys by aliens. The thing is, they're constantly doing things chimpanzees could do. And no one bats an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they work for Lieutenant Stone. Of yeah, like if you were if something was going to happen that was going to tip you off, it would be that he lets them play chess at one point, and no one's yes. like, "Wow, monkeys who yep. understand the concept and rules of the game of chess." How amazing! <laughs> okay, that shit is wild because, like, with their with their established characterizations, I don't buy that Bulk and Skull would know how to play chess when they were people. Yeah. I think Skull would. Skull would know. Oh, Skull might, yeah. Skull might, if, if you buy our Skull secretly smart theory, but like... He's a great pianist. With the way the show wants us to, 
like view them, they're supposed to be just dirt stupid to like. It's just, and and it's not to imply someone who doesn't understand chess is stupid. Like I don't, I don't want to accidentally imply that. But like, no, but I yeah, just, I it, don't buy that these guys would play chess. It's more that they wouldn't go out of their way to learn chess. I don't think. I could yeah. definitely imagine a scene of like Skull trying to teach Bulk chess, and Bulk doesn't oh, understand why like the king can only move one square or something, <laughs> or, or why the the knight has to move in such a weird pattern when knights are cool or something like that. I could see that happening. I could also see this, but in any case, uh, Lieutenant Stone shows up, and and there's kind of a cute thing where he's like how come you guys always leave when i turn around and i was like oh there is only friends <laughs> but also they're monkeys also they're monkeys like maybe yeah bearing in mind that he doesn't know what we know about them being being a people like you should know not to look away oh no he should uh, not be in charge of these animals that's my, just a, a no fact. that's clear my wife has corrected me because i keep calling them monkeys they are in fact apes chimpanzees yeah, are apes are, yeah okay if you want to get technicals <laughs> like, if you want like listen I, I i don't i don't find myself to be a particularly funny person but monkey is a funnier word than ape monkey and so is I'm, a funnier yeah, word for the sake of comedy i'm using the word monkey eric put it's, in the clip put in the clip of king koopa from mario brothers saying monkey Please do that. Monkey! It proves my point. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was saying that uh, monkey's a funnier word to say. Ape is a funnier thing to call someone. True. Yeah. Hey, how come Diddy Kong is a monkey? Is he not related to them? No. I don't believe it. No, no believe they're so. just friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Anyway, so... Donkey uh, Kong and... and listen, and I, know, and I know the knee-jerk reaction on this podcast is to be like, oh yeah, friends, and then just imply they're secretly gay. Diddy is a child? Okay? <laughs> Diddy's Fuck a off. baby. Yeah, Wait, no, that's that's baby Kong. Kitty Kong, excuse oh, right. me. Right, sorry, There's, yes, You he's can a be baby. more than one age and still be a child. <laughs> and we know that this podcast has a hard stance on Kitty Kong. Yes, we hate Kitty Kong. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um... We see Dita well, talks. Well, Zach, you don't, you, you don't want to get into the age of monkey consent? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, so it's different between apes and monkeys. Anyway, so Diva talks is in her uh, her fucking thing that's underwater. Submarine. It's called a submarine. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> she says, "Oh, I'm yeah, here's what's gonna get cleaned. It's your clocks, haha!" And then uh, Elgar pulls out a clock, and he was like, "Great, mine was dirty. Thank you. I appreciate it very much." Uh, this is your good Elgar bit for the episode that is I enjoy. It, is it really? <laughs> I mean, listen. Here's the thing. I love Goldar. He's still probably my favorite. But it was fun when Rito came in, and it's like, man, Rito's just real stupid. Elgar is dumber than Rito, which is impressive on a lot of levels, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. I get it, but it's just like... like Elgar is approaching, like, the Looney Tunes, uh, like, Tiny Tunes rule of stupidity, where he's so dumb that he can, like, cause physics to break because he just doesn't understand how things are supposed to work basically <laughs> i mean for me i mean I, I definitely agree with you that i think like the stupidity part of his character works but it's just he doesn't feel like he should be a part of this crew of it like it's like oh, he it's shouldn't. like that what's the name of that oh uh, zach what's the name of the lion guy from dino charge fury that dude 
Yes. Um, like, he's the one who they... He's basically, like, their Elgar, and that he's the one, like, the general who they send to fight the Rangers all the time. And he gets his ass kicked so much that he gets demoted repeatedly over and yes. over again. And that's, really what should be happening to Elgar. Like, when Elgar shows up, no one is scared, except for people when we see later. But, like, as the viewers, like, nothing... I don't care. <laughs> I think it's part of why it's smart that he's her nephew, because it's established early that Divatox fucking hates him. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason he's allowed to be here, I think, is because of some familial obligation. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, I mean, it is yeah, nepotism. Let's not be... Re- it, it, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. nepotism. He's completely incompetent. Space runs on nepotism. That'll be reinforced over the show, course of the show. Yes. Although, I think there's also the factor of Divatox can't really get anyone else... Like, I feel like something she's lamented on a lot, despite not having been here that long so far, and this was also something that King Mondo yelled about, and also something that Zed and Rita both yelled about, is just, when you're an evil space conqueror person, it's kind of hard to find good help, because in this universe, like, there's too many fucking superheroes, and people don't want to fight them. I mean, I guess she she picked up Porto between the movie and the show, but I don't know if he counts as good help. (laughs) The the other thing is He's that fine. the other thing is that Earth seems to be like like they they sort of go into it and they go into it more in the comics, but like th- their reputation is so stained after being on Earth for a while and failing to take it over that like people don't want to work with them. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, anyway. that, I mean, that's in the show, too. I mean, when her yeah, dad, sho- Rita's dad yep. shows up and is like, I run a galaxy and you can't get this one freaking planet, Zed. Are you yeah. kidding me? And and he just says, eh, it's not worth it. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so, Diotox tells Elgar to take some Pronotrons uh, up to f- fuck with, uh, uh, with Justin and Adam, the logic being that they can't morph while they're... Uh, you know, f- taking care of small children. Good logic. Yeah. It would yeah. work if Piranatrons could beat a child, an unmorphed child, then <laughs> they would, it would be fine. True, they can't, but, I, though. But, but I just think, I mean, even then, I think just the idea, the logic of them actually being like, hey, we know who these people are outside of suit, and so, like, we can mess with them, like, their normal lives a little bit. I like them using that logic, because we yeah, rarely see it, that. It's not, yeah, it's not a bad call. Is- yeah, the problem is to, to Zach's point. So Adam and 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 Justin, who are going to be the ones getting jumped here, they're going to have something happen to bail them out. But I, there's no sense that if that hadn't happened, they wouldn't have been able to handle the situation. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, over four seasons of Power Rangers or five seasons of Power Rangers, the value of the uh the the goon has been so lowered that they are not ever threatening. <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah. just I mean, not. It's, it's worth it's worth remembering that Adam has been shown totally capable to fight a bunch of Piranatrons on his own, and Justin Unmorphed has fought Elgar to a standstill before. Right, yes. Uh, now, the, the part I do like about that, this, is that the Piranatrons show up with a bunch of bags of garbage and then just spread more garbage everywhere, which is very funny to me. Well, just yeah, like, I mean, they, you, you, have, you have to, it's a mental thing, Zach. Like, they're here to pick up the garbage, so to add on top of the fact that they're here to beat them up, they're pouring more garbage. It's like all the, all of your endeavors are failing today. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Sun Tzu-esque tactic. Right, of course. So uh, they get ready to fight and we get the theme song. Uh, and then we cut back to, uh, the fight and it's a pretty fun unmorphed fight. They, they, yeah. they have the kids go hide behind a dumpster. 
it's it's kind of wild and and ties into how weird this uh, episode is structurally. Like I was talking about earlier, so Turbo started doing the cold open thing, right? Like you know, yes. we get a, we get a mm-hmm. cold open and we establish. Yeah, it did throw me off. By the way, yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. let's hear the theme song. Oh, it's oh, a we're big not change. Here. It's yeah. a big yeah. change. Yeah, honestly, it's nice. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, we get the theme song about two minutes and 45 seconds into the episode, a lot happens before we get the credits. I, yeah. I thought that, too. I was like, they're really putting a lot before the theme song. Like, yeah, like it, it gets to the point where I kind of forgot I hadn't seen the theme song yet. Yeah, yeah. no, same. The other thing that's weird is, uh, oh, uh, Lucas, do you like the Turbo theme? Yeah, Turbo theme's great. I like it, too. All the music in the, like, the first... Uh, Zordon era stuff is great. Uh, the yeah, the yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I like it too. Uh, so in any case, the other thing to point out in this fight, which again, uh, uh, Adam is fucking kicking ass. Adam uh, gets to really shine in this. Johnny Young Bosch is so good at martial arts. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's sad that he's leaving soon, but um, he kicks some ass. The one funny thing about this is, is that it's it's been sort of a running. Th- theme that's not spoken but boy the turbo villains want to kill children so bad for some reason (laughs) yeah and like we've gotten we've gotten a sense that like the previous villains did too but because they put a child on the team it becomes so much more like front and center right it's yeah, like there's no avoiding it or talking around it. There's no just, ha, 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 I'm going to destroy the city, like with the implication that all the people in the city it's, will it's, die. Yeah, it's like no, I put a bomb on this child's go kart. Like I want <laughs> yeah, her dead. I, yes, yeah. And that's the thing is, if if Elgar hadn't fucked up putting the bomb together, like she would have done it. Yeah, all of those yeah. children and their parents would have died. <laughs> so it's it's a little strange. Or turn to flying fire engine monsters. Who's who knows? Well, well, the thing with it is, is that Divatox, like base level, actually kind of doesn't care about taking over the Earth like Zed and Rita. She just wants revenge on the Power Rangers for what happened in the movie. Is my That's understanding true. Of her motivation? And she knows that they're friends with every child in Angel Grove somehow. And so, <laughs> the more of those kids she can kill off, the more the more she'll have the Rangers at their at her mercy. That's a how good point. Long, her- how long do you think it's going to take before Divatox like? Only knows that she hates the Rangers, but doesn't quite remember why. I like, like they might not, be there already, where she's yeah, just completely yeah. forgotten about Malagor, and she just knows she fucking hates these kids. Well, I mean, if anything, that's the current one because it's a different actress than the movie, right? Good. <laughs> and so when the new I, one comes, I oh shit! You. When did when, when does she come back? That's got to be soon, right? It's when I, her it's when her brother shows up. I don't know yes. exactly what episode yeah. that is. Um, oh, also, which by the way, because right now it's being played by the same actress who plays Demetria. Um, yes. she's fine. I I don't hate her, but like, why is Divatox now vaguely British? Like the the voice yeah. she gives Divatox is it's like the same way that like Joker and Batman the animated series like that Mark Hamill is doing great voice, but like, why do you sound kind of British? Like, I think that the, she's trying to do haughty, and that's just how she knows how to do it. It's it's yeah yeah I I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's just kind of what happens when you over enunciate. Is you, you end up with shit like that. One of the reasons I like Divatox is that uh, Rita and Zed, like, they they definitely became pettier, and that was fun, but, like, they still, 
wanted to take over the world. Like that was always like the main goal and killing the Power Rangers was sort of secondary. Diva Tox seems like she just like, I don't believe that Diva Tox ever plans anything. She is a creature of pure like impulse. I think yeah, or opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. She's just, I like the idea that she is just at some point, like I hate the Rangers. Why? Mm, fuck them. I'm so <laughs> mad at them for some reason. Like, yeah, I, I, I got a sub. Funny. I got a submarine and a bunch of piranha robots. I got to use those <laughs> at somebody. Yeah, they got to go on somebody. So uh, they fight for a while, and then Blue Centurion shows up, uh, and he starts fighting Elgar. And he, kinda... he also, for like the two seconds he's here, he has a pretty decent does a pretty pretty decent fight job. Yeah, I was gonna say this suit. I think is a lot easier to move around than the Arico or uh, Ninja. Uh, just or Auric. Ninja Auric is a is Auric, a sorry Auric. yeah. Or Orca's a uh, red a alien. alien. Red, red space yeah. ranger. You're right. Sorry. No, uh, red alien. So Red, this, sorry. Yes. See why that's confusing? This episode... Yeah. This episode has really reinforced something that it... Here's the thing. And again, like, we've gone on and on and on and on and on about angry leftist politics and ACAB and all that stuff... <laughs> When you set that aside, I actually really like the Blue Centurion. Blue, he's fucking yeah. goofy as hell. Blue Centurion is very silly. He's a robot, and he's a robot in a way that, like, I, I said this before, but, like, Alpha doesn't really act like a robot. Like, he has mannerisms, but he just talks like a person who mm-hmm. has catchphrases. Yeah. When he's when he's uh, not talking about, like, oh, my circuits are twisted or yeah, something like that, or, uh, or Alpha 6 being just fucking doing whatever the hell he's doing. It honestly kind of threw me how what a normal voice the Blue Centurion has, aside from the inspired choice by the people to have it like the clicks before and after, so it sounds like he's talking into from a walkie-talkie. I, I love, love that. that. I love that. I, love it I think so we forgot much. to mention it, but it rules. It's it so does. good. Yeah. Eric, put in a clip. You blew the whistle just in time. Malicious littering. It's an ugly thing. <laughs> it, it's great, and but like it threw me what a normal voice he has after the the only kind of well not the only because we just said Oric but like Ninjor who had the freaking Dudley Do Right voice that they just were yes. like no nah, he's basically a person kind of yeah uh, and he but he acts like he's you know he's a robot well, in fairness I yes. don't think I don't think we're meant to think Ninjor is a robot no 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 no, no. I don't I'm just think saying so in terms either. of like the bulky suit yeah. character kind of thing he's not a robot no 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 yeah. Uh, there, um, but there are a couple other characters throughout Power Rangers who are similar to this, who are just kind of like the, the no, the one who's really RoboCop, Robo Knight from Megaforce, and like oh, you don't yeah. you don't get to see them like do martial arts as much because they have such a bulkier costume and they usually just shoot lasers or whatever. So like when Blue Centurion freaking teleports in and then just starts going to town on the Piranatrons and Algar, I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Blue Centurion, I see you. He does flip kicks and shit. It rules. Yeah, it's not, very well, sorry, good. not flip kicks. That's a skateboard. No, that's kick flip. Oh <laughs> god, I'm so confused. He does flippy kicks. It's fine. You're really on top of your game today, Zach. I'm doing great. Uh, so then he pulls out a f- after he beats them up and says, "I'll I'll take you under arrest," and they just go, uh, "No, thank you," and leave. He takes out a notebook and just starts taking notes or writing a ticket. I guess. No, he's got to he's got to do all his police paperwork. <laughs> Haven't you seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah, yeah he's, of he's, do, he's taking down notes about, like, what Elgar and the Piranatrons look like so he knows for the future. Yeah. <laughs> so you can file very... a report, like, uh, make a fucking wanted poster for these assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. I do love how – so it, it kind of ties into how messed up it was, uh, I think it was last week, 
when he was talking about apprehending the monster and then just shot it a bunch of times. Blue Centurion is actually incredibly bad at just making an arrest. Yes, he's bad at it. He's, he's like, he's I'm, br- I'm bringing you in, and they're just like, nope, and they teleport away. Does he? Does he have any authority on Earth? Really? Like when you think about it, like who is he taking them to? He's fr- he's not from this time period. Yeah, he's from the like, future. What, like what are you gonna do? Although I will say, and it's just like crazy to me because like in this episode we see like what he does like day to day, and it's incredible where he just like helps old ladies and stuff. But like, yeah, well, who does he report to? Yeah, here's a here's a weird thing. His has the police uh, establishment that he works for, the the planet police or whatever, the Galactic Federation, fucking whoever it is, do they exist at this point in time? Probably not. I'm going to no, they're reporting to. Well, well, how how far in the future do they say he's from? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think they say a thousand years. I think that's why they call it the Millennium Message. Yeah, well, I know because he tells Divatox that the big invasion's happening in 2000, and then that's yeah. uh, the finale of In Space. So, like, I not to be this guy, is he – he might be from Time Force in that way. He, he could be. I mean, it would make more sense than anything else. But it, yeah. It would, it would make sense as, like, a backfill justification. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, like, not only do we not really establish exactly when he's from, he doesn't seem to be in much of a hurry to go back to where no. he came from. Can no. he go back? I don't know. Does that, he go back? Well, he yeah, he goes back because he's a robot. He just lives till it's that time again. Okay, and then yeah, he's, okay. Yes, he <laughs> travels into point. the future at a rate of one second per second. Yes, yeah, I know, yeah, I know exactly. But, but like, does he just hang out on Earth? Well, maybe that's what. It, maybe it's like uh, Terminator time travel rules, where it's like when you go back into the in the past, like that's how it always was. And so, like, he knows that according to historical records, that he needs to be there to help the Power Rangers. Right. Yeah. Could be. Who knows? Yeah. I don't want to get too much into the time stuff. Uh, what I will say about Blue Centurion before we move on is that we've talked about, again about the cop stuff and blah, blah. However, mm. the reason I think it works for me so well is that, like, he – they put the effort into showing him do shit like help people across the street and, and like, yell at someone for for littering and stuff. He is not just a cop who just shoots bad guys. Like – he does all the weird little municipal things, and that is why I think it works for me. Yeah, if, if you're, you're going to tell us that he's like a super cop and that makes him this paragon of virtue, it does help to commit to the bit. Yeah, yeah and and have him. So so that's what I was going to say is like he actually says the reason he was busting them was not because they were attacking children, but because they littered a bunch. Yes. <laughs> So that's why he showed Which up to end, bust them. I, I wish they had expanded on that concept more. That would have been an amazing bit if, like, they're fighting a thing. It's like, we need help. Oh, uh, we can need to summon Blue Centurion. And then they just do, like, a small municipal crime, and then he shows up. <laughs> like, yeah, they, like, step on some grass. And then after he kills the monster, he fucking arrests the rangers. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we cut down to Divatox, uh, and she's pissed off. Uh, she spits like a potion on the floor or a drink on the floor, and it it's acid, I guess. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand what Divatox's deal is because I thought she was just a lady, but then she can, has like lightning powers, I guess. Well, she's I don't also, know. she's she's supposedly I don't think this has been confirmed. Supposedly Demetria's sister, so she's right, some kind she, of alien. 
It's um, it's super heavily implied. I, I don't yeah. know if we get the confirmation by the end of the season, but it's definitely what we're meant to assume. It's pretty blatant. It's like if um, you're not gonna if if Power Ranger couldn't connect the dots, like come on, it's right there. So then they do another little bit of establishing her power, I guess, which is that Elgar is like arm wrestling people, and he says like, "Ha ha, a thousand challengers, and I still won." And then Diva talks, uh beats him while like not even looking at him and sort yeah. of monologuing and while berating him for his failures is yeah. that establishing her power or is it establishing Algar's power well good point it could be both yes <laughs> and uh, by extension uh, the Piranatron's power yes so it's it's weird because we always get the sense that uh, for every villain they have theoretically been their own most powerful soldier Right, and they never go do things. They never like very, very rarely. We've we saw uh, Lord Zed beat up Tommy that one time. Like Zed uh, kicked the shit out of Tommy, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we've seen um, we see Rita floated around on her penning farthing and shot, shot lightning that one time. And uh, and Mondo King Mondo, once, he's, but King Mondo's gotten into a couple of scraps, and like he he held his own. Yeah. He also beat up Tommy. That's the thing. Maybe we just uh, well, I guess we're running out of chances to have that. It's going to be too late to have uh, Diva Talks beat up Tommy. You know, the tradition is broken. I guess. Yeah, I don't think she ever gets in fu- in a fight with anybody, and I mean that's just a convention that they that happens with a lot of the main villains in all the shows is that they just kind of sit and plot and send monsters and then occasionally they'll get in fights and that's when it's like the that, coolest when it's like oh they freaking fought a guy like yeah. That, but it feels like such a waste to never have that fight happen. Honestly, they do, they do it a more later. I think um, mm-hmm. depending depending on the bad guy. Yeah, um, definitely. Like it's it's not that you can't have like a more cerebral commander type leading these villains, but if you're going to tell us that they're also like really physically powerful, you need to do something with that. Yeah, I, I mean they. Uh, I think just like on a purely storytelling thing, not that Power Rangers always cares that much about his storytelling. I guess they don't want like, because if the villain shows up to fight the Power Rangers, like either the Power Rangers need to win so the show can keep going because there's no reason the main bad guy wouldn't just kill them if they could. Um, But like, so they don't want to like create that kind of situation. But also I totally, yeah, I totally agree that just getting them involved a little bit more would be nice, which happens in what season? My favorite one, Time Force. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, Rancic fights a lot. Yep. Rancic um, never, a spoiler alert, Rancic never loses. <laughs> Rancic no. always wins. Rancic turns himself in. Uh, so, in any case, uh, she's just frustrated and basically says, like, ah, there's gotta be some way to get rid of this Blue Centurion and all the Rangers. Uh, we cut back to the Blue Centurion. Yeah, well, what she says exactly, which was weird to me, is she says everything was going fine until he showed up. And I was like, was it? Was it really? Not, not really. <laughs> yeah, was he that big of a paradigm change for you? So Blue Centurion says, uh, is like still at the park. And he's like, ah, finally, everything is calm for the moment. And then he looks around and goes, I'll just take one final look around and just looks around and then... <laughs> It's God. It's like a comedy sketch. This big is, yeah. fly shows up and starts buzzing, and it lands on the back of his neck. And basically, and it's worth noting, like this isn't the monster. This is just yeah, a did fly. You guys, did, did you guys not think that this was part of Divatox's plot? Like that this I, was going to turn out to be a monster or something? I sure did. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, just a fly. It is just it's a fly. just a fly. And apparently, Blue Centurion, the 
future space police robot, his big weakness is like loud noises next to his circuitry, I guess. Yeah, well, the buzzing uh, does a specific high pitched frequency. Yeah, which, yeah, and that high pitched frequency just so happens to be the beating of a fly's wings. So it screws him up and he like moves around all herky jerky for a little bit. Adam wipes it off him and he walks away. Unfortunately, Divatox saw it through her uh, periscope. And uh, she goes to Porto and is like, uh, hey, I need the shrink a uh to go ahead and get ready. So they open uh, the doors to where their bad guys is. And you just see a little fly, uh, which is great. Um, and it flies out and turns get a into per- a monster. A perspective shot where we see like from... From Shrinkasex's perspective, flying around the arena, like they swoop the camera around the periscope and in, in uh, the subcrew's faces, and that's kind of fun. And then he just uh, appears, and what the fuck is with nope. this guy's design? So, yeah, so, so does weird. he actually show? Oh, he does. Yes, he does. Okay, yeah, yeah, bad. he pops up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's like he like, grows. He gr- like part of his powers is he just shrinks down into a fly and then grows back into being a monster. So it's the thing is, it's not that weird of a design in terms of what it is it's a bug that's also got like a beekeeper hat on and a big net and a little like butterfly collecting tray (laughs) yeah it's not that crazy Except that it looks wild. Yeah, like it's, the, it's it's honestly something that I feel like won't translate to podcast well, because it's, like, hard to describe why it looks off. But something about it is when you look at it is like, oh. Well, a lot of it is that the... So when I said it has, like, a beekeeper mask, instead of being net, it's, like, uh, pieces of plastic, like... Um, Imagine it's like, the, like the, It's like the a, mask to a football helmet. Yes. Imagine yeah. a football helmet blown up really big. Uh the problem is it's not made of stiff plastic, and also he has antenna. So his antenna and these this, like, mask just wobbles constantly, and it's really goofy looking, no matter yeah. what he's doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, go screw up the rangers, and he's like, okay, and, all, and then he gets small, and uh, in the best special effect that's ever been on Power Rangers, he picks up a soda can and flies it away, which I'm pretty sure is literally just they put a string, a fishing line on it. <laughs> Not even a question. But she, yeah, it's a soda can. She's put a bomb in, obviously. Yes, yes. Sorry. And she says, put that with the trash so it'll blow the Rangers up. Yes, of course. So, uh, is everything okay, Zach? Well, I was trying to close the door, and hold on, give me one second. Yeah, go ahead, man. Eric, you can cut this out. No, he can't. Uh, so anyway. I, I, like, I, I like telling Eric to do things, okay? I edit my <laughs> show, so I like to be able to tell someone to do things. So we cut back to uh, the Jim and Juice bar, and um, uh, Adam is telling the rest of the Rangers what happened, uh, that they, they got ambushed, um, and... I think he then explains what happened with the Blue Centurion. Pretty sure. He, oh, no, he doesn't. He just says, yeah, the Piranatrons appeared out of nowhere and the kids were there. And oh, my gosh, it was so scary. Um, we cut over to Lieutenant Stone and the monkeys. Uh, the monkeys say they're tired of playing chess. Now, y'all were talking yes. about this earlier. Yeah. I, I have to admit that I figured they were just sitting next to a chessboard and like slapping it but now that i look the pieces that they've captured like i'm pretty sure they're playing 
You know, I'm he, pretty he, sure they're Wolf, actually Wolf playing says, chess. I'm tired of playing chess. He says yes. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, fair point. You would think if anything was going to convince everybody they were humans, that would have done it. What's weird whatever. to me, though, is what was going on in Stone's brain that it's like, I got to distract these monkeys for a little bit. I'm going to put a full chessboard in front of them. That should right. do the trick. Yeah, exactly. Um, now they, they, they're like, okay, so I, I will say just, just based on watching, uh, like looking at the chessboard, uh, you get the sense that, uh, and I feel like this confirms a lot of what we've been saying. Bulk is clearly playing more aggressively, but Skull is winning. Uh, okay. Because he, yeah, because, uh, there, there are more of Bulk's pieces in Skull's territory, but, Sp- but Skull has captured both bishops and two pawns. Oh, yeah. To, uh, to, no uh, good. Bulk's taking, uh, Skull's knight and three pawns. Fair. Uh, so, Bulk, again, he's on this plan of, we're gonna pick up all the trash, and how are we gonna do it? We're gonna steal <laughs> her boss slash owner's car as monkeys. Um, what I love about this is through a lot of the dialogue we're going to get later, we're, it's going to be revealed that this just happens all the time. Yeah. They are constantly stealing his car. <laughs> and this isn't even the first time we've seen it on screen. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so we see Carlos and Ashley for a little bit to remind you that they exist. Uh, and... <laughs> Which yeah, they're also fine. volunteers. This, like, this is to establish that they're the kind of kids that would become Power Rangers because they help in the community. Oh, I wanted to, uh, while we're here, um, I wanted to mention that uh, the there is a, um, a piece of information on Ranger Wiki uh, that it basically – there is a script. You can go look at it. Um, I don't know how legitimate it is. But there's a script for an episode called Rangers in Concert uh, that was supposed to take place here instead. Um, and in it, it would have been Ashley Carlos and um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Stone's niece, Jenny, uh, as the three new Rangers. Hmm. So I guess... Yeah, we talked uh, about this a bit uh, uh, last time, about how Jenny was sort of a... a her her name was originally going to be Ashley from the sound of things, and then that got changed, and then again she got dropped. She was going to be a ranger, and like yeah, it, it makes that episode feel awkward because there's a lot of setup for her to grow as a character, and then she just vanishes. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if like the who, actress passed or what, but who was going to stay if there was those are the three? Because uh, I know that's Justin- a good question. Yeah, uh, uh, presumably they still would have introduced the fourth one on the bus. Okay. Like they wind up doing with the last two. Right. Gotcha. That makes sense. Oh, this says this episode, Rangers in Concert, introduced Tanya's intern at KGV named Michael, uh, who would mm-hmm. have been a uh, the fourth ranger. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Um, what's weird to me about this scene where we get a Carlos and Ashley cameo is they're not wearing uh, the, their color. They're, yeah. they're, they're not wearing the green and, and yellow. Like, we oh, see, I guess like, they have been doing that, huh? They've been okay. kind yeah. of doing I feel like I've, I've seen... Uh, like Ashley's cheerleading uniform is yellow at the very least, I think. Sure, yeah. I I, I do want to say, like, finding out about this Michael character because this is something we talked about with the the Jenny thing last week. Uh, was was how interesting it would have made things to have one of the uh, uh, new Rangers be a relative of of uh, of Stone, and like I it it would have gone more 
to have all four of the new Rangers be related to the previous cast in some way, not like familiar related, but just like they know somebody. So they didn't come out of nowhere. Cause like, as I understand it, the next two Rangers, they're just going to kind of show up from out of town. Right. Yeah. They're just going to yeah, kind of appear. They, they save Tommy's life, but like they, he doesn't know them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, at this point, uh, the the Trinkasect tries to get into the uh, Jim and Juice bar with his can bomb. This uh, is so great. Like, this dude, like, we're going to find out later that he has the ability to shrink things. He It doesn't occur to him to shrink the detonator smaller to make it easier to carry inside. Did we say that he can? I think we skipped the fact that he can grow and shrink. No, we said yeah, that. We, I'll okay, mention that. The thing right, is, we're not actually going to find out that he can shrink other stuff until the end of the that episode. That is true. So, right. All we've seen right now is that he can shrink himself. So he runs into the fucking door and then gets big in, and it's hilarious. It's Yeah, it's th- like a fucking bird slamming into a window. It is, yeah. It's not that we don't know that the villains are incompetent, but when they literally run into glass doors, it's just so funny to me. Like, yeah, we, uh, we missed a little bit of dialogue that I, I kind of want to, um, okay, go for I, it. I don't want to miss, uh, when the monkeys disappear, Lieutenant Stone's like, God, oh, it's yeah. so hard to, he, he turns to Carlos Nash is like, Oh, it's so hard to keep an eye on those fucking chimpanzees. They're like teenagers. Uh, no offense. And yes. then he runs off. And I and I said to myself, which was no, Lieutenant Stone. It's more like they're wild animals that need yes. to be constantly looked after by someone who uh, clearly oh, is not you. Also, again, I know that Bulk and Skull weren't super popular. It still really bothers me that no one is like, "Gee, has anyone noticed that?" Bulk, At Bulk minimum, and Skull? we know that they have loving parents. Yeah, it, it's if just, nothing else, their family should wonder where they. When went. he said that, I thought he was going to be like, "Wait, hold on a second. But no, of course not. Um, so anything, or anyway, rather, uh, Bulk and Skull run out. Uh, Bulk has the uh, keys in his mouth, which is real funny. Uh, and Skull picks up the can, the bomb can, and they get into. Uh, Lieutenant Stone's car and drive away. Uh, and God, it just, you got two monkeys driving a car in this Power Rangers episode. Well, what's, what's crazy to me about this scene is that, so Bulk gets in the driver's seat and there's a bit where like Skull's like, I thought you said you knew how to drive because you just see the monkey like turning the steering wheel and it turns the wheels. And he's like, yeah, I, I did when I used to be able to, t- to reach the pedals. And I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Like Stone's gonna come out and catch them, and that's gonna be the end of this beat, of this bit. And then, no, the car just starts moving. Like he could touch the pedals, inexplicably. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Because they literally it, say, "I can't touch the pedals," and then that doesn't cause a problem. He's 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 still got that clown magic. It's, yeah, he's it's got true, to. even no matter what form he takes. I was yeah. expecting like at least a dub line that like Skull was under there controlling the pedals or something, but no, it's yeah. Just, yeah. I, I like that they have Bulk and Skull through their dialogue and, and through, like, the monkey, like, pantomiming. They they make a point of being like, I know that the first priority is fastening your seatbelt, because it's a kid's show, and you they have to be about that. They fasten their seatbelt belts and check the mirrors. It's cute. It is good. They drive off. I'm the- honestly kind of shocked they didn't have a joke about Bulk talking about putting his hands at 10 and 2. <laughs> They shrink, the shrink effect gets back up and gets ready to try to go through the door again. At which point, Lieutenant Stone opens the door into his face, 
He gets slammed and falls back down to the ground. Lieutenant Stone literally doesn't notice there's no. a giant monster there, which is hysterical. He like shrink effect. I'm, uh, the landing for the, the entrance must be like elevated because he falls like down off screen, basically. It's so fucking funny. I love, I love any time in Power Rangers when the villains are so like, like the humans like don't even notice them because they're so bad at their jobs. It's yeah. always very funny to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're right. Uh, at this point, Mike, as you said, he yells at Bulk and Skull. Again, keep in mind two chimpanzees that live in his uh, his business, uh, <laughs> or maybe at home with him. I don't know. And he what says, "What have I told you two about driving?" So I guess this has happened before. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Shrigasek gets up and he's like, oh god, my head, I should go back to the drawing board. This is not working so well. And then he turns into a mouse, or a a mouse, into a a bug and flies away, defeated by a door twice. (laughs) Uh, just incredible. Um, also incredible is Bulk and Skull driving and Lieutenant Stone literally chasing them on foot, which is Mm -hmm. very funny. What's even uh, better is like so as a Stone realizes they're gonna get away, he sees he sees <laughs> a little girl come up on a bicycle uh, with a pink you know uh, sorry a purple bicycle helmet and pink tassels coming off the handles of the bike and it's just he's like hey kid listen how much to borrow the bike and helmet and she's it's, like what you got yeah. he's says, immediately uh, ready to shake him down. Yeah, he pulls this like uh, twenty dollars. She says, "Make it fifty. <laughs> and like, I fucking love this girl's hustle. Yeah. Holy shit! I love the overly savvy small child. <laughs> like, it's very funny. I also, uh, Just, yeah. What's great is as he's fucking over. Wow, as he's forking over the uh, the fifty bucks, he's like it's highway robbery. And then just bikes away, mumbling fifty fucking bucks. God damn it! <laughs> Can I? There are certain things, like, listen, Power Rangers comedy is, like, dumb slapstick comedy, but there's a reason that shit's stayed around forever, and there Sometimes are certain- Sometimes it works. There are certain things that will always be funny to me until the day I die, and one of them is a grown <laughs> adult trying to pedal a very small bicycle. <laughs> because he's very good. Because he just can't fit, and it's hilarious. It's so tiny. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and finish up the episode. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. We're in a, I, we were pausing in this dramatic car chase, but all right. Hey, this is Cassidy and you need to listen up because I only have 20 seconds to tell you about my actual play podcast. Oh shoot, that was six seconds already. Just like how this advert is bite-sized, each episode is a bite-sized chunk of role-playing content. We do mostly one-shots of systems like Masks, Interstitial, and D&D 5e. Come check us out at Strangers Fiction on AudioEntropy.com. Welcome back. So, uh, now we get the best scene in the whole episode, which is Blue <laughs> yes. Centurion helping a little old lady cross the street because it is a dangerous intersection and he is programmed to serve and protect. God, I love it so much. He even pushes <laughs> the button for the walk, 
which to me, that can't be how that works in the future because it's so inefficient. So, like, he must have been programmed with, like, the traffic signal and stuff information of the past, which I love. <laughs> I mean, he's well, got I mean, a traffic light on his chest, so like, yeah. he could just do shit True. if he wanted Excellent to. point. Also, you're forgetting that the year 3000 that we see in Power Rangers is one dreamed up by the year 2000, in which cars are still a thing. And that's so true, yes. It's I've... it's kind of confusing. Uh, but I, I'm so glad you said you also like this scene, because as you were just saying how something that will always be funny to you, and like about the humor of Power Rangers... Um, like this scene, I did not expect to, for me to just be like, this is fantastic. Everything about this A plus power Rangers. Thank you for this. Actually. So here's, here's something that something Zach said has got me wondering. He's traveled to the past. Is he still enforcing space laws or does he care about (laughs) enforcing local laws? Maybe that's it. Maybe he has like a database of every, like, uh, like the laws of each place and time. And so he gets, like, he, he enforces whatever the laws are where he is, maybe. I would love if uh, he I showed up on Earth in, like, 19, 1989 and then started, like, enforcing witchcraft laws. And then it's like, no, that's 1789, buddy. <laughs> no, we don't need yeah. that anymore. We don't need it's that. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, got, you got the spirit of it, but you're not exactly right. <laughs> the thing is, it's like, not to get too deep into the weeds and, not, and, and again, to kind of, I, I don't want to get super into politics or anything, but, like, that's not really how jurisdiction works. No, it's like not. if no, you're a member of like the FBI, you don't show up in a small town and start enforcing traffic laws. No, That's but not he's really... a space robot, so yeah. Yeah. like, <laughs> I think by virtue of the space laws being space laws, they apply everywhere. Well, that you know that is also true. Um, now, so as Lucas said, the incredible slapstick of Power Rangers is in full effect here because what happens is a bug flies into his neck while well, this one is the monster. This one right, is it the- is the monster. You're right. So, yeah. Sorry. The monster shows up, sees him and it flies into his neck while he's uh, trying to help this little old lady cross the street. Yeah. It's worth knowing that the, the regular ass fly just landed on his neck. The monster f- flies into his helmet. Yes. yes. He gets up and in there and starts deliberately fucking around with shit. He says unauthorized entry into the system. And then we get a wide shot of I'm sure a stunt double it must be uh, oh yeah it's a, definitely a stunt double for the old lady and this is absolutely sped up footage the, yes and the blue centurion is dragging this old lady around while he like twirls and flails and, and uh, yeah, this, he's like whipping her around it's, this poor old lady it's so fucking funny though it's so it funny. is funny it's just good uh, and they get to the other side, and the lady kicks him in the robo shins, which, which <laughs> I have further questions because, yes, getting kicked in the shins hurts a lot. It's very painful. Uh, he grabs his shin. Why would he be programmed that way? <laughs> like, why would that work on a robot? I mean, of course he's programmed to feel pain. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> the the weirder thing, the joke there should have been that she grabbed her foot and was like, ow, right, it's a robot. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently not. She's a, a tough old granny. Oh, and- of course she is. No, but almost as soon as this starts happening, we we cut to the command center, and the command center is watching Sentai footage of Blue Centurion's equivalent freaking out and yeah. bashing his head through a wall. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and, and Alpha 6 is like, yo, 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 the, the uh, Blue Centurion's 
going fucking crazy. And Demetrius <laughs> like, would it not be smart for you to tell the Rangers about this, you dipshit? And I was like, yeah, sure. Can uh, I, and, I'm sorry, and, <laughs> and I know this is childish, but it is here that we learn the knowledge that Alpha 6 refers to Demetria as Big D. Yeah, and I was about makes, to bring that up. Like, that just holy makes you shit. really happy. <laughs> uh, Eric, I've, I've, I guess because no everybody's asking you to put you in, please put, please put this line in of, of Alpha calling Demetria Big D. You got that right, Big D. Because <laughs> it's so good. I actually, didn't, funny. I actually didn't put two and two together on that one um, until you mentioned it, because I think more <laughs> just much like my brain's reaction to seeing the chimpanzees and being reminded that those are a thing that happened. Jive talking Alpha 6, just it just, uh, it what? just like, oh, he's, hurts. He's just, what's, wow, could you all hear that? Yeah, yeah I did. That was wild. So, I hope everyone's okay. That. But yeah, uh, apologies. I live in the city. Uh, but yeah, Alpha 6 is just Bubsy. He's <laughs> just Bubsy. So you know what's crazy about because uh, you you've seen in space right Lucas? Yeah, I've watched all of in space. I haven't watched all of Turbo. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so <laughs> the the wild thing about it is that the Alpha in in space is Alpha Six. Yeah, they just give him a new voice card. Yeah, but they give him a new voice card, and it's just Alpha Five, but like a little higher pitched, basically. Yeah, it's it's much like, it, which is amazing if you think about it, because it implies that the yo 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 is part of having that voice. Like you can't yes. have that voice and not talk like that. Yeah, uh, which so so even they eventually realize that it sucks. I guess. Yeah. And like the only the only reason the pitch changes is because they don't want to get uh, Richard Horowitz back. Right, so. he's a different actor. Uh, so we cut back to the the Jim and Juice bar, and we see Carlos and Ashley chatting for a little bit. Um, or no, I'm sorry, Carlos is talking to Adam. My bad. Um, and then all the Rangers leave. Everybody did a great job with the cleanup. Uh, they get called to the command center, uh, and. The the Al- Alpha says, yo, uh, the Blue Centurion's acting like a New York cabbie in Friday traf- traffic. <laughs> God. Uh, and so they go take God. off to find Blue Centurion. Yeah, they, uh, they go to the they go to a secluded area to talk to Alpha and Morph, and they're all still carrying trash bags. It's it's wild how much the whole trash thing flavors the visual this episode. But doesn't really matter at all. No, it, no not really. No, I mean, it's entirely inconsequential. There's no lesson about no. trash. Yeah, or, or like the just based on it being Power Rangers, you would think there this was an environmental episode, and this is everything's going to like end with talking about the importance of the environment, or you know, or or maybe I don't know. Fucking when the Rangers are shrunk, they get caught in a trash bag and they learn about how horrible garbage is from that perspective i don't know tie shit into other shit somehow you're a writer but like no no nothing but what's important to note about what happens here is the opposite of what you said mike where they go somewhere and morph they don't morph they just teleport out and so they go and confront the blue centurion as out of not in their ranger suits and i was like hey guys that's no be in the ranger suits right now (laughs) this is something i was thinking about uh and i was gonna bring up on one of the episodes i missed before i had to to bump out but uh the monster attacks in angel grove are are so common that like the here's the thing the monster the mooks are very easy to beat up 
There must the fact that no one ever freaks out when they see Adam or, or somebody else beat up a, a putty or, or you know a pronotron. There must be normal people who are tough enough to just beat up pronotrons. I guess. Oh yeah, totally. So so that because that's the only explanation my brain can accept for why anyone doesn't just go well so adam you're clearly a power ranger because i guess like they can just beat him up so that's, I mean, that, said, that's how they that's how, that's how they introduced the replacement rangers and that's season true too is like yes. they were just good martial artists and they helped them fight putties so all that said me doing these backflips uh in my head to make it okay for them to fight guys out of suit and no one know uh Going to tackle the fucking future space robot unmorphed is probably a bad call in terms yeah. of trying to keep your secret identity under wraps. Where he's literally he's literally surrounded by concerned bystanders. Well, they're and all then, watching yeah. him. They're literally yeah, also, watching. Like, not just in terms of like preserving your identity, also just in terms of not getting hurt. Like, yeah, right. it's a very poor tactical decision. Oh, one hundred percent. Usually, usually when these weird tactical decisions happen, like. It's, you know, to deal with the fact that an actor isn't available, or it's to deal with something that happens in the Sentai footage. They have everybody, but they just, they don't, they don't get the stunt actors. Is this a weird situation where, like, the the actors whose faces we can see were available, but the stunt actors weren't? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It's very strange. Uh, The other thing that happens in this scene is that they're trying to calm him down or grab him, and then he says... And all these people are watching, and and no one's really freaking out. There, it's just like, oh, this is weird because you know it's Angel Grove. Their tolerance for weird shit's high. Yeah, um, and you know what would have really calmed everybody down if the Power Rangers showed them? We're like, hey guys, sorry, our buddy <laughs> Blue Centurion here is going through a thing. It's, it's best you all cl- best you all clear Actually, out while we sort this out. This this kind of ties into the initial reaction of the old lady. Is has Blue Centurion just been wandering around helping people for days and like everybody just knows who he is now? The thing that happens in Power Rangers always is that the status quo changes are accepted very fast, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that there's like some time in between. I would imagine Blue Centurion's been around because remember how, uh, you know, Tommy is the Green Ranger almost kills anyone, everyone in Angel Grove. And then everyone's just like, oh, good. My hero, the Green Ranger. Like, it's I not, mean, yeah, we, I, yeah. I think we've talked about this back, like way back, like back when that stuff happened is that we've established that Alpha puts out press releases. Right. To, exactly. Like, like keep everybody up to date with what's going on. So, yeah, I would imagine that Blue Centurion's been helping because people seem to be concerned for him, at least a little bit. Yeah, no one's like freaking out like it's a monster or anything. Like, they're just right. like, hey, you good? You fine? And then on? he yells, I. I'm going to self-destruct and everyone starts running around and screaming. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> um, they all, everyone just sort of stands around and watches him as he like, also the other thing is that blue centurion is just kind of spinning in circles. Like it's, he's just being real goofy. He's uh, just saying like nonsense on top. Of, yes. Like yes, yes. occasionally like a small, like real thing will come in, but other times it's just like, oh yeah. no, no, you're in a the wrong place, like stuff like that. Yeah, happened. yeah. It's so, worth noting that the earlier freakouts had him say shit like error, error, unauthorizing the system. Now he's just talking like he's like reciting "I'm a little teapot" and shit like that. He's going yes. completely off the wall. Uh, Ashley realized. Sorry, not Ashley. Tanya. God damn it. To to not not yet, Zach. Not yet. Here's the thing. It's Aisha, Tanya, Ashley. And it's very hard to keep it straight. So anyway, um, they, she realizes that they are, uh, that there's something, there's like a buzzing noise going on. 
Um, and so they rush off to help him. We cut to Balkan Skull driving the car. And God, I love this shot because it's coming around the corner and it is so clearly a man in a gorilla mask. Uh, driving oh, yeah. the car. There's, and there's plenty of shots <laughs> of just the car moving around, and it's clearly just stunt drivers in in gorilla suits. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so Balkan Scholar is still driving around. They see some trash. Well, they see a guy who's like emptying tra- like bags of trash into his trash cans at the corner. Mm-hmm. The guy is also dressed like a minion. He super he is, is. He is dressed like a He's minion. wearing a yellow shirt and blue overalls. Yep. Uh, uh, we never get a good shot of this guy's face, so I assume he's just like a stuntman or something. They didn't want to uh, give oh, him a I thought you were going to assume role. he has one big eyeball in the middle of his head. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. it could, that could <laughs> be it. You can't disprove that. But yeah, but like, so, so Bulk and Skull, again, their goal is to fill the trash quota and win the contest. They're not going to go looking for garbage to pick up. They're just going to take the garbage that this guy put into his cans. Yeah. I mean, so, that, is, that is classic Bulgan skull. And that's what they quarters. do. Like, we don't yeah. see them do it, but they we cut back to them and they have well, it. Well, what's weird is that the guy is still on the corner. So, ostensibly, these two chimpanzees showed up and just, just started taking this man's trash. And he was just like, I mean, I was going to throw it out anyway. I'm just going to let these yeah. monkeys take well, it. Well, later, like, not to get ahead of ourselves, but later when they're leaving the next time we see them, he's just going to be waving at them as they drive away. Yeah, he's very happy with how this transaction went. Yeah, that's what happens. So he, I guess he just assumed the new garbage men were chimpanzees, which is fine because it's Angel <laughs> Grove. Like, I guess if you live in Angel Grove long enough, you just accept anything. Like, it's just yeah. like, well, I just suppose same that's fine. Shit as always. Uh, so. Yeah, that's, dr- that's something I kind of wonder. Uh, when you live in a world like this where this weird magic sci fi bullshit just happens, like, at what point do you just start rolling with whatever happens? Like, at what point do you just acclimate to just, eh, nothing makes sense anymore, just roll with it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so in any case, um, at this point, oh yeah, so Lieutenant Stone runs into this man on his, uh, little pink bike. Ah, ha ha. Uh, <laughs> we cut back to the Blue Centurion, who now has smoke coming out of him. And the Rangers are trying to help him, uh, but also they then see Hulk <laughs> <Bulk> and Skull <laughs> driving the car, and... For some reason, they send just Justin to go solve this problem. Uh, Why are we sending yeah. just Justin to do anything, ever? I, here's the thing. I understand that they need to split up the team, perhaps. Mm-hmm. They have two two priorities, but why the child? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, in fairness to Tommy, I, he probably just trusts that Justin can handle it, and this, this main problem with the Blue Centurion is probably an all-hands-on-deck situation. So I, I kind of buy it. Because, like, at the end of the day, Bulk and, like, at the end of the day, these chimpanzees, they know the chimpanzees. They know what they get up to, and they know that it's probably going to work itself out even if they don't do anything. Yeah. Um, but I do – I don't want to gloss over how hilarious it is to be watching the main plot of the Blue Centurion freaking out and then – and the rangers, like, you know, trying to navigate, getting him to calm down. And without a hard cut or anything, the camera just – Zooms out a bit yeah. and hands over to the side a bit, and this yeah. car just screeches on the screen it, it's as the B plot suddenly crashes in. It's yeah. so good because like, they like, do I, I, I know, Yeah, I know we tend to praise the show for very minor things because it's usually very bad. 
I genuinely love this moment so much. It, it's it's a couple of things. It's, one, it's because we've been trained to to know that the B plot like doesn't interact with the A plot. So we don't expect it. But B, like you said, there's no like smash cut. There's there is no hint that this is about to happen. It's it we are cutting back and forth between the two things, and then the car just drives into the background of the shot. It's great. I love it's it. It's pretty good. Um so Justin morphs because he's the smartest character in the show. Uh, you know, so there's something I love about this is so he gets he does his own little morph sequence because he's by himself, but he's like leaning up against a wall. And so at the part where he needs to like push his arms out to like make the the hand dance or whatever, he has to like tuck his arms in really close so he doesn't punch the wall he's leaning next to. It's very funny and it's, looking. And it's yes. just really funny to see him be like, uh, OK, there we go. And then. Yeah. Morph. Uh, so he morphs and starts running after the car. Um, he starts running in this race. I thought I was like, oh, they, 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 this must be at the point where they have motorcycles or whatever, because they, maybe they get motorcycles in this season. I don't remember. But no, he just runs after it. And then I remembered that part in the movie where they had super speed. And I was like, yes. OK, I guess they're sticking so to they that. Ha- they have showed the super speed a couple times. They don't really do it here, though. He keeps up with a car. So I guess it's implied. Yeah, they don't do like the effect, but it is like there's there's no other way for that to make sense. Um, that's kind of always how it's been. Like they just don't do anything with the super speed in this episode. They don't add like they yeah. don't add like an echo effect. They don't do the fucking six million dollar man blur. It's yeah. just they're going super fast. Just take our word for it. They don't uh, even do like the thing they did in the movie where they like put like the engine noise over it, where it was like vroom vroom. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Um, he jumps on top of the car and he's uh trying to stop it. We cut back to all the rangers who, again, are still not morphed, just trying to dogpile on the blue centurion. Um, Justin is trying to get them to pull over. Can't do it. Blue centurion's about to self-destruct. Tommy finally, like, accidentally opens a little compartment on the back of blue centurion's neck. And the bug flies out. And, oh, boy. In in fairness, a quick little correction. It... It wasn't accidental. They figured out pretty quickly that there was something inside his helmet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so they gets that open. Uh, then, then Blue Centurion's fine. The, uh, the Shrink One of the Rangers is just like, well, it was just a stupid fly. And then Shrink Insect, like, he's like, he grows up to normal size. It's like, who the fuck are you calling stupid? Yes. And, uh,. Then Tommy's like, all right, get him out of here. And he fights Shrinkasek for a little bit. And then they all run away. Um, Shrinkasek turns back into the little bug form and chases them, uh, gets yeah. in front of them. Which is wild they still just don't morph. No, they, they don't morph till like the very end of this episode. It's, well, well, I guess they're about to. Yeah, no, they, well, because because Blue Centurion tries to fight him and then he shrinks Blue Centurion. And so right. they they try and like get in there, but he they like he like scares them off with the shrinking power type. Well, like thing. first he shrinks like a trash can because Tommy tries to block the beam. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And even after seeing that, Blue Centurion's like, "Oh, don't worry, guys, I got this." Zap! Oh, whoops. Yeah, and he gets Shit, ti- he tiny. He gets shrunked. Um, and uh, Shrinky says, "says Ha ha! It's a small world after all." And great joke. The one the one I noticed of his one liners was, "Do you need to see a shrink?" Oh God! Which, it's not God. Bad. Uh, we now now Lieutenant Stone is chasing the car also on his bike, so we have two while, monkeys. While Justin's clinging to the top of it, it's, <laughs> so, it's fun. 
again. Great. Just, just, this, just this fucking car screeching around doing wild stunts while a, a stun actor in a suit is hanging on the top and it goes around a corner and then we just see this grown man on the little girl's bicycle being <laughs> That's like, the thing. oh shit, god Someone damn it. wrote on a piece of paper for a script two monkeys drive car while Power Ranger hangs off top and grown man chases on a little girl's bike. And whoever wrote it was just like, yes! Comedy (laughs) gold. As as much as I talked about how weird it is for this to be a two-parter called Honey, I Shrunk the Rangers and for the shrinking not to happen until the very end of part one, the stuff that does happen in this episode is fucking great. It's I love fun. this episode. It's a, it's a fun, silly episode. So this yeah, is maybe I mean, the best episode of Turbo so far. I mean, really? Sure. Yeah. Tur- Turbo is fun, It's but it's not Listen, I, I say that as someone who has really enjoyed Turbo for the most part. This is a fun episode. Uh, yeah. I no, yeah, I'm not saying... I, no, it wasn't... Uh, about Turbo, I was just like, I mean, yeah, I thought this was a fine episode, so if anything, I was like, is the bar that low? (laughs) (laughs) There have been, well, the first, like, I feel like we really enjoyed, like, the first seven or eight, and then I feel like there was a little bit of a down period, but, uh, it's fine. Um, so anyway, uh, someone finally says we should morph, uh, surprise, uh, so they go ahead and morph and for the first time in ever, they feel the need to take cover to do it. Right. Because they're hiding behind this van. And it's actually kind of great that, like, we don't we don't get the morphing sequence. What it is, they start morphing while they're hiding behind this van, and then we see the monster shrink the van. And as it shrinks, it reveals that the rangers are behind it already morphed. Right, which is it's pretty good. A, yeah. Uh, so then um, they uh, – he says, like, ah, oh, we're going to teach you a lot to pick on somebody your own size – um, and he says, cut the small talk. And then, uh, the, the, um, Prontrons show up behind them. Uh, I have my subtitles on and it says that they say booga booga. Uh, I don't think <laughs> yeah, that's accurate, I, but it's fine. I, know, I, I think, I think the, uh, uh, monster sh- says that. Oh, he does. Like, I okay. think he waves like booga booga. It's like, what? Because and then the Prontrons appear behind them. Uh, and then, and then uh, Elgar's too, there too. Yeah, Tommy um, calls him ugly, and Elgar makes a crack about he must be looking in a mirror. Ha-ha. And it's great because Elgar and the Protrons are basically just a distraction, and not mm-hmm. even like their usual distraction to keep the Rangers away from a bomb for a moment. It's literally just to get the Rangers to turn around for yes. a second it's so that the monster just... can zap them. Yep, uh, and then they get shrunked, and uh, Elgar tries to step on them, which... I will say credit to Elgar for not just like standing there and going like, wow, the Power Rangers have shrunk. He immediately <laughs> goes for the kill because normally yeah, they don't the, do the that. The downside is this. I mean, it's undermined by the fact that this doesn't kill them. But like, right. yeah, it's it is kind of to his credit. He's like, OK, well, they're tiny, big, steppy time crunch. You yeah. know what would have been great, though, is if like they looked around like, oh, we're tiny now. And then they're like, they're like, wait a minute. Does this mean if we called the Zords, we wouldn't be escalating because we're tiny and they're big? <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Like, <laughs> uh, so, the... Uh, oh, man. And then the, the Zords get shrunk, and then they just... Just the Zords, at size, just fight Elgar and the Piranitron. We've <laughs> talked about it before. I want... I don't think they've ever done that. No. And I want it so bad. I want the Zord suit... 
to fight like normal well, sized people. Because they don't generate, they don't have the Zord suit all the time. A That's lot of true. The time, yeah, a lot of the time, Megazord fight is strictly Sentai footage. I don't, I can't think of that many times where they make up Megazord footage. Yeah, but God, I, I that would be really fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know we know they had a Turbo Zord suit because they used it for the movie, but yeah. yeah, they often don't have them, or they have like a, a modified one or something. So anyway, um. Uh, at this point, Balkan Skull or Bulk realizes that uh, the person hanging on their the top of their car is a Power Ranger, and they have multiple times said the Power Rangers can un un uh, un chimpanzee us. I don't know why they think that, but whatever. Yeah, um, at first they say like there's a blue monkey on our roof, and I was like, yeah. guys, you come on. I mean, it's not a stretch to assume the Rangers could fix their problem. They probably could. If they knew there was a problem, the problem is Bolt never thinks about how to communicate to the Rangers what right. the problem is. Mm. Uh, so they stop, and uh, Lieutenant Stone comes up on his bike, and the shot where he's coming up behind Justin, he's going really fast to the point where I thought he was about to just slam into the car and ramp over it, which would have been really that great. would have been funny, yeah. <laughs> um, but he promises. Uh, the uh, uh, the Power Ranger that he will make sure that they don't drive anymore. He does not seem to mind the fact that this Power Ranger is clearly a, a child. Like, yeah, so. he just has Justin's voice. Yes. Um, uh, like, it, honestly, it missed opportunity for a gag where Justin tries to deepen his voice and tries yeah, to that, sound like an adult. That would have yeah. been fun. You know, just better. Hi, let's say <clears throat> that you're welcome, sir. Please get your chimpanzees under control. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, Lieutenant Stone tells them. Now, how many times have I told you guys, don't drive? Are you ready for the end of the sentence? Without me in the car. Hey, <laughs> Lieutenant Stone. There's no circumstances in which you should allow the chimpanzees to drive. <laughs> what he says is like, how many times have I told you? Fifty? A hundred? This comes up a lot, apparently. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing about Lieutenant Stone. He doesn't learn lessons because remember when he let Balkan Skull uh, take care of his car and they wrecked it and then I think three episodes later he did the exact same thing. Yeah, like, and they even, like, Bulk and Skull were like, don't worry, we won't let anything happen to this one. Yeah. It, and it, then something he, did happen to it, because of he, course. He definitely can't learn his lessons. Uh, however, th they remind us now that the bomb, the can bomb, is still in the car. Um, well, the, the show itself reminds us, not any of the characters. Right, the yeah, characters sorry, it just yeah. zooms in on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, is good, because, like... I genuinely forgot it was I there because there's a million well. fucking things happening. Yeah, I also forgot that there was a bomb in play. Like, usually when they do callbacks like that, it feels like, okay, you're being patronizing. Kids can pay attention to stuff like this, my guy. But no, there's a million fucking things happening in this episode, <laughs> and I genuinely lost track. Justin runs to where the Rangers were. He cannot find them, but he hears Blue Centurion. He bends down and picks him up. And uh, that, that, uh, that old familiar sound of the tiny person being like, hey, down here, down here. Hey, right, yeah. listen. Hey, listen. Uh, um, Blue Go ahead. What's funny to me is that so he picks up Blue Centurion and uh, he just like is holding the shrunken Blue Centurion in his hands. First of all, it's insane that 
Elgar didn't take the Blue Centurion. Um, but then it's like... Well, in, in fairness, I think they just kind of lost track of him in, in the shuffle. Fair. But he and also, they're at, just super happy to have caught the Rangers. He's looking at a shrunken Blue Centurion, and he just goes, what happened? And I was like, put it together, man. <laughs> You're holding a shrunken member of your team. What do you think happened? Yeah, it's I a fair mean, point. this feels like a scenario in which you want more details. <laughs> True, yes. but he seems like so, like, he, do, he doesn't understand. It's like, oh, oh, well, I mean, I would have been like, well, I assume they were shrunken I, now whatever. my question is why did the bench and the trash can and blue centurion not get turned into fly people because they're not organic okay you know honestly fair <laughs> ask a dumb question get a dumb answer but yes yeah fair point so they yeah so th- this is something the show's not going to comment on and it wasn't a thing in the previous scene where they were tiny but in a second, we're going to see that they have, like, fly wings on their backs. Yeah, and, like, it's real weird. And throughout part two, they're just going to have additional props appear on the suits yeah. that are, like, fly parts. So they're, the uh, Elgar shows up. Uh, he has a big present. He says, ha-ha, it always says I'd bring you the Rangers on a silver platter. Uh, a touch I love is that two Piranatrons bring over a nice table for him to set the... <laughs> The uh, the yeah. box on, which is yeah, very he's like, funny. I'll have to settle for a silver box, and it's a big old, like, it's like a Christmas, a Christmas present, present looking thing. Yeah, and she opens it, and there's the tiny Power Rangers. Uh, looking up, is... and we get this perspective shot of Diva Tox's giant head. Yeah, uh, it's very and funny. And she's just, like, taunting them, and she's like, you like that, little man? And at first you just see them move around a little bit, and then you can see on the girls, especially, that, like, something behind them moves, and I was like... Do they have wings? Like what? What? What is that? And then, like as the episode ends, you, they do a full back shot, and you can just see that they're all like growing fly wings. And I was like, "Why is that a part of this?" Well, it's see, a, it's yeah. we watched them change into a fly, uh, and then we pulled off their wings, Ugh. and it's like they never had wings. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh-huh. You can stop yep. me at any time. I don't no, know what I, this is a reference to, so I'm it's, just letting oh, you hang yourself. It's a song. Uh, it, you can keep yeah, going it's, as it's long the, as you the want. the Deftones, uh, uh, Change in the House of Flies. It's a fucking great song, and I loved the shit out of it in middle school. Very good. Uh, so, still do, frankly. That's that's it. That's the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It it just ends. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, she ever. drops a line about this being the last voyage the Rangers will ever take, because mm-hmm. she does boat stuff. It actually is kind of great, all the villains, like... They could just kill the Rangers, but they just want to gloat for a while, really. Yeah, it, it's oh, pretty funny. She wants to enjoy every part of this. Um, one of the last notes I have, again, bringing this back to Time Force, because if I'm going to be on this podcast, I'm going to talk about Power Rangers Time Force. Um, he does The Blue Centurion does say that the mutant has shrunk me, and I was like, oh, that's funny, because mutants are the main villains of Time Force, and who sent him back in time but Time Force? So I'm just saying, evidence. Fair point. Anyway, that's know. all my notes. <laughs> so I mean, so, hey, it makes so more. Well, s- let like me this- just say, let me just say this, audience, you're welcome. See, that's the that's the number one way uh, to know that you made a solid uh, argument is to end the sentence with, "By the way, evidence." Yep, yes, <laughs> evidence. Uh, I think it is funny that t- Time Force is obviously such a good like. Because the thing is, it's hard to have. A full on time travel like storyline that that's tough. A lot of the times, it can often 
lead to a bunch of contradictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Having one season of your whole show be time force open or be a time travel show, like gives you so many, like you can retcon anything because time force did it. Like, yeah. it's so nice. <laughs> any, any, basically, that. anytime something happens, they're talking about like in the future or whatever. Everyone's yeah. always just like, oh, so time force, like, obviously. Yeah, like even it's... even the even the one they do SPD where that's in the future, and by in the future I mean five years from now because it takes place in twenty twenty five. Like, uh, every it's still like on par with what we see in Time Force. Everyone's like, "Oh, okay, right. cool." So that's happening in five years. Yeah. Well, uh, what I was gonna say is the thing with time travel stories is there's basically two factors. Uh, the first is how does your specific time travel system work, mm-hmm. and two, how much do you care to stick to it. Because there are plenty of stories and good stories that play really fast and loose with that shit. And it's fine. Like, you're only going to piss off, like, nerds on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fun episode. It's real goofy. It's it's got a lot of the fun stuff that you, you know, it's... It's not I mean, high art, but it's the, your fun, dumb Power Rangers stuff. There's I mean, good it does slapstick. feel. It does. I think I, I agree, but I think it does feel very much like a part one of a two parter. It does. It's just like it's. This is all the setup kind it, of thing. It's and it's also the, the fun thing. It is set up, but you don't even know it's set up until the end. Yeah, basically. That's, I will say that for sure. If we didn't know it was part one, you you would just think. Oh uh, man, they sure are running out of time to have the Zord fight. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's it, uh, for the episode. Let's do some questions. Journey to inquire us? If you have a question, send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Um, Got a couple here, both from our buddy Ton. Uh, our our first one is: Do you think Jason, Zach, and Trini went to college? Because as far as I can tell, none of the other Rangers, past or present, did. Uh, I'm trying to think of any Rangers that go to college explicitly. Like, um, Alyssa and Wild Force does. Okay, she they, they have a college in Turtle Cove that she goes, and you like see some of her classes and stuff. Because they, I've, it's not very common for sure. They do not make a. Like, a, for a show that is all about, like, stay-in-school kids, it's not like they make a big effort to, at the end of the season, be like, well, no. I'm going to college. Like, well, that's I mean, not... Tommy gets his freaking PhD in archaeology. <laughs> that so, is true. Tommy, has... we know for sure, went to college. He has yeah. a doctorate. Um, yes. God, Dr. Tommy. Are we sure Albert. it wasn't, like, an honorary doctorate for doing cool martial arts shit or being, like, a race I mean, car I celebrity? Would, a part of me wishes so, Mike, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that he gets this PhD and then starts working with a company to bring the dinosaurs back to life or something. It's really unclear what they're now, doing. Now, that said, Lucas, the fact that what he does with his doctorate is make dinosaur men leads me to believe that maybe he it's a mad scientist-style doctorate mm-hmm. where he he does not actually have a piece of paper that, that oh, <laughs> that's him. entirely possible. So, so we're going to find out next time. The, the, this is a bit of a spoiler, but the, the thing that's going to cure the Rangers is uh, they get hit with one of uh, Divatox's torpedoes. And that makes sense. That makes them big, but it's weird that they stop being flies. And my, my theory 
is that Tommy gets super deep in into genetics and genetic experimentation ah. because he's making the treatment for his, Adam's, Tanya's, and Kat's lingering turning into a fly-itis. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, of the original crew, I think, uh, I... I bet you anything Trini went to college. Yes. Like, Trini would go to college. Very... Zach would open up a series of hip hop keto dance studios, um, which I don't know if you need a degree for that. I don't know. I, if I don't want to give to... too much credit uh, to power slash Rangers. Cause that thing fucking sucks from every angle. Mm-hmm. I buy the idea that he becomes like a famous, like exercise, like workout yeah, guru. Like, guy. like the P90X guy or something like that, where it's like, oh, it's that guy. Like, you know yeah, him. I think, from, I think he yeah. has a series of dance slash martial arts studios up and down the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, um, but I don't... Uh, Jason doesn't really think. seem like the the college... T- he just doesn't seem that interested in, in like, uh, learning, I guess. It's not like mm-hmm. he's a bad student, but... No, no. None of them are dumb. Um, if Jason ends up in any career other than martial arts instructor, I will shit a Cadillac. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bill, Billy, Billy had to go to college, right? Billy, had no, to go no, to he's in space. Oh well, yeah. Duh. What I, could any Earth college possibly teach him that he doesn't he's already? A, he's know. on Aquatar College. You're right. Yeah, that's I fair. mean, maybe he went to space college. Yeah, uh, he probably did. I mean, Kimberly. Yeah, might I have. mean, of course he did. He 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 uh, laid the groundwork for the technology that would one day create the Blue Centurion. Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. Uh, the but sad yeah. thing is, is that's probably correct. But yeah, I, I, Trini, I think for sure. Everybody else, not not as sure. Trini also, was an earth science major. I could see Jason actually ending up being like a firefighter or something. Like yes, that, that totally. would also work for him. Hundred um, percent. So that's the first one. The second one is. Oh, uh, P- sorry, Pink Ranger from Lightspeed Rescue is also a doctor, so she would have gone to college. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I think I think that's those are the uh, ones that come to mind. Fair. Um, question for when you do the Honey I Shrunk the Rangers episodes, can someone explain to me the appeal of macrophilia or microphilia? Mike. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so hang on, Mike. Let me take a swing at this because I don't understand any fetish, and I think it'd be funnier <laughs> if I tried. So for some reason, sometimes people like it when the person is small but also when they're big and that's fine that's their prerogative great job you nailed it yeah mike mike do you want to take a swing at it there's there's a lot of stuff uh in you know in and not necessarily just in fetish stuff but like in fetish stuff in normie stuff and any sort of romance uh there's always like there's dynamics between like you know tops and bottoms subs and doms and that kind of thing and it's really just an extension of that kind of dynamic to just have the other person be physically bigger and more powerful than the other one if you we try to be like a sex positive podcast without getting like super graphic because we don't want to weird anybody out but like if you're really curious about this kind of stuff the answer is almost always power like a power dynamic thing like almost every fetish is that in some form like your your bdsm stuff is that your like mind control, like all that stuff is just about like uh, yeah. either being in control or having someone have control over you. So yeah. that's I it. think those are all salient, and well thought out points. But I maintain yeah, and it sometimes can, they it, like it when person is small. Sometimes oh, I mean, they also like that. it when person is big. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And listen, like even just within the the, the individual fetishes, it can vary. Some people like jet legitimately want to be dominated by a giant person, and some people just want to be like 
picked up and held and comforted by a giant person, and, and vice versa. Some people want to be the big one. Like yeah. it's just it's kind of now, and also sometimes it it does tend these things tend to mix together. So like you know if someone's into micro macro stuff, there there's a decent chance they're also into CBDSM stuff or some furry stuff or whatever other flavor you want to mix in. These, yeah, these things tend to blend together. I, I do, I do want to say I want to applaud the person who sent this email asking for an explanation because I don't know if I've ever told you guys. But listening to this show is how I found out that this is a thing. Because <laughs> I, I remember distinctly, because it's when I lost my innocence, um, is I was sitting in my, uh, in like the, what do you call it? Food hall or whatever. I can't think of the proper word. at Mess college. Hall, Mess, well, yeah. Um, and I was listening to podcasts while I was eating dinner or whatever. And I think it was like the Scorpina episode or something. Yeah, when she and gets big. When she yeah. gets big. And you, were, and you were like, oh yeah, I, there's one thing I know about Luke is that he likes big ladies. And I was like what what does that mean like what, like like she's a giant person like how is that what does that have to do with anything like that's something that can only happen in fan like it took me legitimately days to like figure out like oh huh i guess that is a thing maybe i don't know that's the thing is everything's a thing I yeah think but i'm saying Zach, i didn't that. understand that at the time oh, i got you I got this you. was like i was like that's a thing huh all right fair enough <laughs> So I appreciate someone asking for an explanation because I could have used one, you know, you four go. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is generally the answer is that it's some kind of power thing. Uh, there could be other yeah. reasons for sure, but, now, you know. In fairness, I, I do want to be clear. That is that is the way it works as I understand it. Someone could be into it for something totally unrelated. It could work for them in some yeah. totally different way. For sure. Like, as, as with all things, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know, just, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to. Even if you're just talking one specific kink, it's hard to cover the whole thing with a with broad brushes. But well, just yeah, because every yeah. then every community has like sub yeah. things and stuff like that. So yeah, it is kind of weird, and I I know it's 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 a it's a it's a knock on effect of like who we started this show with and the sorts of friends we've made along the oh, way. It's but like it is hilarious very- how many of a, of the audio entropy people are into micromicrophilia. <laughs> like it's, it's fine. It's just But like I I, I do think it's just kind of funny that like yeah like we're we're a uh, we're a fucking uh, nostalgia podcast about rewatching this old kid show and also we just talk about like paraphilias every so often just it's just part of the flavor. <laughs> I mean that was like the original reason for totally reprised was like look how fucking weird this show is it has so many fetishes in it so uh, yeah and it's it's worth noting that that's just a reputation that show has well like, yeah, totally, totally reprised did not invent that not no, by no, a no. long shot no every, everyone's aware of this but yeah so so there you go it, that's that's pretty much it i mean also and like this isn't always the case obviously like uh Make sure you have a, a good relationship with a person. But most people who are into that kind of stuff will tell you if you ask. Obviously, like, you know, be polite and nice about it. But, like, yeah, they're not going to bite you. <laughs> it's not. It's, everybody's got their own thing. So, I mean, sometimes it's easier to send an email to a podcast than ask a person to their face. True. You very know? true. That's true. We're, we're the equivalent of when you're having that school assembly about sex and everyone writes questions on a note card and then like without signing your name. So when the teacher reads them and then like the person answers them, it's not awkward. God. Yeah. I said we are not experts on anything. No, God, no. I just had a very intense flash of like someone taking the general you know, like ninth grade sex ed class, mm-hmm. and, and and the the teacher's like, so does anybody have any questions? And somebody's like, what if big? <laughs> <They're> like, Excuse <laughs> me. 
Yeah, what if... What if the person's big? Also, and then another person in the back end. What if small? What if small? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Oh, that's the question we're ending on? Is is the fact Yeah, I only had the two. If you've got a question, send them in to me. No, it's a... Uh, teenswithattitude at gmail.com is the one I check most often, but Twitter, teens at, uh, teenswithtude at twitter, or not twitter.com, at teenswithtude on Twitter, sorry. And then, uh, teens, uh, teenagers with attitude on Facebook. Uh, send us questions. We will answer them. Um, Lucas, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, I am a host on Audio Entropy of a little show called D Comedy. Where me and my sister watch and review uh, every Disney Channel original movie one month at the at a time. It's a very fun show. I enjoy doing it, and maybe you'd like that as well. Uh, the last episode we put up uh, was about Horse Sense, which is a Lawrence Brothers vehicle, in which was made almost exclusively to put Joey Lawrence in a tight tank top on a horse ranch. Um, and uh, we are recording our episode for May, which is about a musical film called Starstruck. That should be up. Maybe a little after you hear this, but uh, yeah, it's a fun show on Audio Entropy. You should give it a listen. You can follow it uh, at D Comedy Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. But yeah, there you go. I'm going to be honest. I'm completely blanking on who the Lawrence brothers are. Joey Lawrence uh, and Andrew Lawrence. Andy yes, Lawrence. There's also, there is a third, the uh, Matthew Lawrence, who was on Boy Meets World. Yes. But, uh, oh, the, but when it comes okay. to the DCOMs, if you're talking about the Lawrence brothers, you mean Joey and Andrew, because they had a bunch. The... The poster for Horse Sense is something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you, are, hang on. This is actually something that I found interesting. Are you looking at are the one you're looking at? Is it the one with the cell phone? So there's two. There's one where the younger one who's I'm sorry. I don't remember who's who. That's Andy. Andy has ju- just has like a, a like a piece of hay sticking out of his mm-hmm, mouth because yeah. he's a cowboy. But yeah. then there's another one. Where he has that, but also Joey is like weirdly chewing on yes. the antenna of a cell phone <laughs> yes. for some reason. And then there's posters yeah. where they took that out. The like, cell phone, po- yeah, the cell phone poster is just the other poster, but with the cell phone photoshopped yeah. in or yeah, photoshopped out the other way. I'm not out. sure. I think they, I think someone pitched that and was like, "Hey, check out this cool promotional art." And they were like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why would he have the cell phone thing in his mouth? Why would he be chewing on a cell phone? Like, and it's, and it's also a cell phone from like 1987. Like the phone he has in the movie is just like a freaking flip phone. Like it, it's so it's, weird. It's a weird poster. It really yeah. does look like it's it was weird badly movie. edited in. Uh, it's a weird movie, man. But yeah, but, it was fun to talk about. Good. That does not, that does not look like that is that that hand belongs to the man that it's supposedly attached to. <laughs> so go go listen to DCOM. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and you guys can uh, listen to... They've got a bunch of episodes. If you have ever had a fond memory of a Disney uh, original comedy, they probably got into wow, it. Wow, that's so. not at all what that's called. <laughs> what did a I Disney say? Channel, it's a Disney Channel original movie. You called it a Disney comedy. And I was Sorry, like, <laughs> it's because it's called DCOM. I, Listen, I, I understand that the title's confusing. Don't worry yeah. about it. No, it's fine. Um, actually, yeah, I think Horse Sense was our 45th episode, so we have 45 Dang. episodes now. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, go check that out. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, uh, first I'd like to plug Teenagers with Attitude, where if you include bonus episodes, we're at like 270-something. God, it's too many. All right, you don't need to flex on me, Mike. According yeah. to the podcatcher uh, that I started using recently. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so I'm on this, but also... You can hear me uh, also on Audio Entropy, Eidolon Playtest. Yeah. Uh, our, our, our buddy Luke, who's on here a lot, and our friend Molly, who's on uh, Totally Reprise and a bunch of other stuff, 
they made a game system uh, because we'd been playing, uh, our, our little group's been playing some tabletop games together for a while now. Uh, and the last one we did, we kind of tried to do a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure kind of thing because Luke's really into JoJo's. And the system we found didn't quite fit our needs, so Luke and Molly made a homebrew based on Powered by the Apocalypse. And the podcast is called Idle on Playtest because it is literally a playtest for the system. Uh, as of this recording, Luke and Molly have just done a rework of the combat system uh, that I, I still don't... I mean, I found out the details of it, but I haven't seen it in practice, so I don't fully understand it yet. But again, it's a playtest. Stuff's going to change. Uh, there is a Patreon. Uh, it is patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. Uh, there are going to be alternating campaigns, Eidolon Pop, which is the one that I and uh, Fabi are on. And then there's Eidolon Rock, uh, which is the one that Lexi is on. And it's just to... We're, Luke is running two campaigns that he can uh, test all the character archetypes, and it's going to alternate week to week. Uh, if you join the Patreon, you can get to hear the episodes a week early. Uh, you get access to his GM notes, because... After each session, he'll share his GM notes, uh, minus anything that might spoil stuff for the players uh, after the fact. And you can also hear, uh, if you join the Patreon, you can also hear uh, special like game design talks uh, that he and Molly do to discuss changes they're making to the system in response to stuff that happened during the episode. Yeah. And I know that that's a big, long-winded explanation, but short version... Luke and Molly made a game system. We're testing it. It's an actual play podcast with a bunch of folks from the Audio Entropy Network. Just a bunch of our friends. Uh, and it's a fun time. Uh, I play a guy who's kind of a dick. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And yeah, just uh, Idle on Playtest. Patreon.com slash Idle on Playtest. I can't talk, sorry. Uh, it's, it's real good I'm on a podcast because I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun Zach time. Yet. Yeah, true. Uh, it's a fun time. Also, if you just want to get a hold of me personally, uh, I'm on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, uh, you should absolutely listen and support the Eidolon playtest because uh, Luke gave me the Eidolon material to read when he first when they first put it together, and then I went on vacation and forgot about it and never <laughs> got back to him. <laughs> I've always felt bad about that. So help Luke out now, Luke. Also, this podcast episode is now my apology, Luke. I'm sorry I never got back to you. Uh, so. I, uh, I I will also point out about Eidolon because I know a lot of people when they listen to play uh, actual player tabletop podcasts they're like, well, I've only played D and D so I can't listen to this because I don't understand the system, especially since it's being basically written as you play. That is not a problem. Don't worry about it. The mechanic stuff is explained yeah. pretty well, and the core of it is just a fun RP story. So check it out. Yeah. Also, it's just. Like by design, it's a it's a powered by the apocalypse thing, which for anyone who doesn't know is a super simple system. It's just d yeah. sixes. Yeah, it's very very simple. Uh, yeah, so I'm one of those out. people who has who has only played D and D, and what I did read of the Eidolon system is very easy to grasp. There you go. Uh, and then for me, just check me out on Twitter at Chinchi McChilla and keep listening to uh, Teenagers with Attitude. We'll be back next week with second part of uh, Honey I Shrunk the Rangers. Um, until then, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. And I've been Lucas. And may the power protect you always. No matter how small you are. Aww. Or no matter how, you know, chimpanzee you are.
Monkey! 